Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. I am Kevin. And I am Daniel. And this, my kind friends, is episode 12. It is. It is. We've got to 12. Hmm. We're going to stop being impressed by like what numbers we get to eventually. Right? I think so. Okay. Are we going to have a season cap? Like, are we going to do like 20 episodes and that's going to be it? And then we'll like come back season two renewed with a new cast? <laughs> Maybe it'd be like the American Horror Story of like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like we're different characters. We're different characters. <laughs> we go, My name's Scott. And I am Artemis. <laughs> Artemis, what have you been playing lately? I actually don't play games. I read a lot. This is actually a podcast about books. Get off the show. <laughs> fuck away from the show. Uh, in the, um, what do we, well, what's the word? In the, uh, respect of time? In the, in the, what's that word where, where you were thinking of it? In the thoughtfulness of time? Okay. The, where we have to worry about time. Yeah. Because you have to go to work. Yes. In the worry of time. because yeah, we are always worrying about time. <laughs> There's a word. Yeah. Um, we are going to do the news first. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have any news, right? No. Cool. Uh, I'm going to do the news, because you have to go to work, and we tend to take a little bit of time we like to ramble. with the news. Yeah. Last week, we didn't have any news. We had a lot of news, actually. We didn't have any written news. There was no... The words did not constrain our thoughts and our feelings last week, so no. this week, uh, we're back to being constrained. I'm sorry <laughs> for the break in format. i like to apologize to the advertisers, first and foremost, that have... Uh, been funding us through this uh, adventure. And Nabisco, who's thinking of pulling sponsorship after 12 episodes. Uh, you do that, I'm going to say every Oreo tastes like shit. Okay? And the inside is more shit. Double stuff? It's a double decker of shit. It's a double decker of shit. So Nabisco, Call think us. about what you're doing. Yeah. Think about what you're doing. Think about your choices. So, we're going to get right into it, and then I'm going to talk to you, because I want to talk to you. How you doing, by the way? Doing alright. I think I'm coming down with whatever strain of passing sickness you guys have gotten. The E. coli. The E. coli. Yeah. You feeling a little faint? The streplococcus in my throat. Uh, alright there. You I look, feel okay. You look a little pale. <laughs> Just a little. But I mean, that's all. It's my usual palate. You always look Yeah. A little. Uh, no, I'm fine. I, like, I, I feel like a sore throat is tickling the back of my throat. Like, it's not quite there. Oh, buddy. It's like, it's gonna be there by, like, tomorrow. But we- now I'm fine. Get your steal yourself some some honey, some honey from Starbucks. Okay, some some of that tea. The all the green teas. Tea. No, it's got to be the green tea. It's got to be the green tea. Yeah, and you know, brew yourself up some remedy. Some I might concoct. I might take five dollar blended bottled smoothies that they have that are chock full of like vitamin C, like emergency in a bottle. Weird. Yeah. Might just oh, take excuse one of those. me. You just got a, got a frog in my throat. Oh boy. Ooh. Ooh. Is that you in there, Noctis? <laughs> Noct. Noct. All right, I got a few things for you, and they're all uh, profound. So number one on the list is Turtle Rock Studios, the development house behind Left 4 Dead and some fucking game called Evolve, have announced they've begun production on a brand new co-op FPS. If you're not in the know, that's first-person shooter. Are there going to be zombies this time? Motherfucker. (laughs) Steve Goldstein, the studio's president, says the game will be a return to their moment-to-moment gameplay roots with a huge focus on co-op FPS. Expect comparisons to Left 4 Dead to end there, however, as Goldstein says it won't involve the undead or the post-apocalypse. Quote, what we can say right now is there's a strong dark fantasy element to it. That's interesting. Uh, Perfect World Entertainment is set to publish the unnamed, unshown title... 
The game is being constructed on the back of Unreal Engine and won't be ready until at least 2018. Several gaming junkets have posited the title may be free to play, with Turtle Rock going out of their way to underline the importance of the model to their business. Um, cool, cool on Turtle Rock to do their thing. Honestly, this sounds like a game I won't give a fuck about. Yeah. Like I could just tell. Like they didn't show me anything, but I, I usually have a bead for these things. I mm. get a vibe, you know, and my vibe is saying, nah. I don't know why. It's been different. Golf. It would have been different if they had announced like Left 4 Dead 3 or something like that. That would be cool. They have no ownership over, over that idea. It's all Valve. Yeah, it's all yeah. Valve. So Valve can do whatever they want. In fact, I don't think Turtle Rock worked in Part Two at all. Mm. Yes, I think they work in Part One. Okay. Uh huh. That's it. Yeah, I don't really care. I, I heard nothing. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really care. Luke, like that's not good. Lukewarm <laughs> to pay, like poor response yeah. about it. Evolve. A uh, little better response when I want free to play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really. Well, what was funny is we talked about it on the show because we you know. Uh, talk about news mm-hmm. and sometimes gaming discussion yeah um that they were planning to make the console edition evolve of evolve in a free-to-play did not happen they went with the pc one and then they just announced like a month later we are abandoning evolve mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like we are we're totally walking away i'm just like what the fuck happened there man yeah maybe they signed this deal with a uh, perfect world and they're like all right fuck 2k they're not supporting us obviously uh, possibly something something happened things happened I wish them all the luck because I, yeah, I, I think Left 4 Dead was one of the most brilliant games of yeah. last generation. I think like high octane four player like co op games are they're great. You just have to do them right and give me like a, a world I care about. And fantasy FPS sounds cool. Yeah, kinda. So like take away the gunplay, maybe like sword fighting. But I gotta say, I've Magic. been just really not impressed with any free to play game I have played. I, I really can't name a single one that's been like, you know what, this is uh, stopping me in my tracks, I want to play it some more. Like, I can name a lot of bad ones. <laughs> like, several bad ones. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Uh, as the as the PSA Love You Boys like to say, if you truly believe in your game, you'll put a price point on it. You know, we saw famously Drawn to Death got a price point after uh, coming out of the gate saying they are going to be free to play. Mm-hmm. So, it, But that is if these guys are going after the console market with this game. I don't know if they're even going to do that. You know? It'd be smart. Because some of the other games that, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Perfect World has published, like uh, Star Trek Online. That's not a console, is it? No, I don't think so. I mean, it is. It's got enough words in its title to steer me away. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you got the Star, you got the Trek, and you got the Online. Not my vibe. Not about any of it. Not my vibe. Number two, Daniel. Ubisoft upcoming historical slobber knocker for honor will apparently require a constant online connection even for its single-player mode. An Ubisoft rep seemingly confirmed this to a NeoGAF user through a private message and later landed the decisive blow when the company made an official statement to IGN saying, quote, Players will need to be connected to the internet at all times to play for honor. Some elements of progression, which are hosted online, are shared across story and multiplayer modes. Uh, originally for Honor's Steam page made mention of offline play. That has since been changed to reflect this news, indicating the switch to always online may be a recent internal development. Um, that bumps me up. I mean, in an ecosystem where we have seen... Where, honestly, console players treat always online as, as a curse word. Mm-hmm. That's like, you don't, you don't want to put that on <laughs> like a box. I... But think about an always online game that we play constantly. I relate to when I was playing The Division, which had... I was going to say Overwatch. But no, okay. no. I, 
it, but it's different than Overwatch because the division had a single player campaign. That's true. They had hubs where you could have multiplayer interaction, and you had missions where you could, you know, join mm-hmm. up with people of your level, or you know, have you know groups of friends that you can do it with. I forgot the game even came out. This yeah. Year. So like when I was doing the single player stuff, it was great. But then the fact that it's always connected to a server, when I was having internet problems, I would have trouble playing the game on a base level. Not even just playing with friends, but like doing a mission like by myself. Like the game mm-hmm. would lag. I would shoot. My rounds wouldn't register, like nothing would happen, and then I'd just quit out of frustration. And that was happening a lot um, to the point where I like, ended up giving up on the game. Well, we all kind of backflipped the fuck away from the Division. I was really impressed with that game when it first came out, actually. I, I, was I thought it was very it. cool. It was a cool, like, to scale version of New York. It could have been way worse. Like, it was one of the things going into it, but it really did prove itself in a yeah. lot of ways. But there's something about just, there's no post game content. That was really meaningful, like, oh, go into the dark zone. I'm like, I don't really want to feel nothing but annoyance and punishment mm. for hours on end, grinding to get what? What am I What am I doing? To get, like, higher level guns, like, two points. That's actually, yeah. Like, eh, again, fuck off, you know? Um, so for a game like this, like, you showed me trailers of this over the summer, and I, I had so heard nothing about it. I'm so excited for For Honor, yeah. actually. I saw it. I, actually, I told you in the last episode, at PSX, I got my hands on it, mm. and I was a little less than impressed. Uh, I think there's still potential for the single-player campaign. It might be pretty cool, but I was not digging on the multiplayer. Mm. I, I, I don't like the pairing system. Okay. We're not really pairing, but like you have to choose your stance. Like You have to be very deliberate about your stance. And if one ca- character is like holding their sword up and you're holding it down, then you can swipe underneath them. But if you're all, both holding at the same point, that's the only way to like block them. Okay. Um, wasn't loving it. It's a little like, too calculated. When you get into... Exactly. It's too calculated for, like, the frantic, like, the just free-for-all that online is. Because you also have, like, NPCs. Like, you have your own little crowd of NPCs that are trying to, like, you know, hold down this point with you. Okay. And they're basically fodder, you know? Like in a, like a MOBA or some shit. And uh, you're trying to worry about that, and you're trying to hold down the point, and then this motherfucker is coming behind you, and God forbid that two enemies <laughs> show up, and it's like, yeah, fuck this, I'm done. Damn. So, but yeah, always online... Interesting choice. I wonder why that even happened. Like, what do they? Why? I don't know. Is it what? what what's their reasoning? Like, I would, I would kind of want like just one statement that like they, they're this whole uh, progression element. Like, okay, so what? We've seen games before that have progression between story and multiplayer that did not need online constantly. What's your excuse? What's your fantastic excuse? Because remember, Ubisoft has the best excuses in the industry. Remember when they couldn't uh, code a female assassin because it'd be too difficult? <laughs> I remember that. You remember that? That was ridiculous. <laughs> Just way too hard, my dude. And then they did, and we got one of the best characters out of the series. Right. I don't know, maybe they're trying to match like the online social ecosystem that a lot of other games are doing right now. I mean, I think eventually this is going to be the norm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of games have already normalized it for us and we don't know it. So that's why I was kind of taking it back where it's like, is this news? And I was like, what? so why are people like talking about this? Because I'm just like, you guys all play Overwatch. Yeah. Play it on offline, what the fuck can you do? Play against bots? I don't... Hard, no, hardly, you can't. I haven't like, you have to be it. online to do it. So <laughs> what is this always online future that you're so against? <laughs> you you embrace it, my and like it's again, I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to discount the people that are out there in like middle America that have to deal with like slow fucking internet speeds and mm-hmm. all that. Like I'm not trying to say like oh well fuck you we're gonna leave you behind. That's that uh, that's that Adam Orth quote bullshit back in the day. Yeah, and I'm so sorry, Mr. Orth, that this is <laughs> we continue to track your name as that example. I know you made you made a pretty okay game after the fact, uh, Adrift. I don't remember it did well though. Remember Adrift? No. 
tangent. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, okay. I, I feel like by PS5 or whatever the next iteration. Mm-hmm. Every game will be online. To I, some I don't want to say every game, but yeah, to some capacity, there will be a constantly online component to most of our games. Mm. And it's just going to be like a shrugs abound. My hope is that internet speeds catch up with that future. Yeah. Like, I totally agree that if we try to push for always online and there's this disparity between internet speeds all across our country or all across different regions in the world, like, we're not the best. You know that, right? Like, America? Yeah. There are countries, like, European countries that have way faster, way better internet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's, come on, guys. Yeah. What, what happened? We have all these metropoli. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's part of the problem. Part of the problem. Too much signal interference. But shrugs bound, Fred. I don't know why. Yeah. Anyway, number three, Ooh. sir. If you're planning on continuing Clementine's soul-crushingly depressing saga in The Walking Dead, you're out of luck on last-generation consoles. The official word from Telltale Games is that The Walking Dead Season 3 is skipping PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Oh, no. Your all-important choices won't have to die alongside your aged consoles, however. Make sure to plug in your PS3 or 360, download the latest patch for The Walking Dead Season 2, and so long as you have a Telltale account, you'll have the ability to upload uh, upload your save file for use on current platforms. Hmm. A New Frontier, the newest chapter in Telltale's feel-good zombie drama, arrives December 20th. We're pretty, that's around the corner, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this is like one of those moves where I'm like, dude, of course. Like, I get it, guys. I get there's some people out there who are like, fuck, I don't have a PS4. I, I get that, but... I, I want to stop myself from saying something stupid. <laughs> I mean, at some point... <laughs> Which you ha- is something I have to do all You time. have to give the axe to last generation support. Yeah, I'm forward. trying to put that gingerly for people. <laughs> where it's like, dude, it's old tech. Yeah. With These next-gen consoles, this new-gen, they're not considered next-gen anymore. We literally call them current-gen. Yeah. You do realize that, you know? Like, we're, we're not in the next-gen any longer. Nope. We're thinking about the next-gen yeah. at this point because we're three years into this console cycle. Yeah. So it's like... I mean, and it's cheaper than ever to adopt. I'm sorry, my dudes. 250 bucks right now holiday sale for PS4. And I think... Uh, They're usually bundled, Xbox too. Xbox is doing the same thing. Yeah. Probably. So, it's time to upgrade. I still, though, find people, like, coming in to GameStop in particular to buy, like, pre-owned PS3s. Like, they want it more than anything. Want it more than any... They want it more than food that day. Yeah. They want it more than to see the, <laughs> yep. the, the smile on their baby girl's face. <laughs> That's why they're doing it. They're doing it for the smile yeah. on their baby girl's face. So what if their paycheck bounced, you know? No, I mean, they gotta I, bring I'm it not, home. again, I'm not going to discount that at all. There is a uh, huge user base yeah. still for PlayStation oh, 3 and, and uh, 360, especially since they both had uh, essentially 10-year life cycles, Yeah, which was because of the economic decline. Let's mm-hmm. keep that in mind. It's not because everybody got together and said, you know what? We're going to take a stand against new tech. No, 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 no. People are already talking about PS5. Yeah. People are already talking about new shit. People get sick of their fucking iPhone after six months and wonder what, when's the uh, S5, S7, S9 coming out or whatever the fuck it is these days. So, uh, like I, we talked about it too. It's like we're going to see another console generation yep. very soon. Yeah. Unfortunately. A couple years. Because I feel like there's still so much to do with the tech and the hardware of the PS4, but you know what? I'll, I'll stick around with it. Or a few while longer. I mean, maybe. I feel like the PS4 Pro is kind of the sign on the on the wall where they're just saying like, "Fuck, maybe technology is going too fast right now, where we need to keep to continue to play catch up rather than like, oh, we're really going to unlock the power of the PS4." I'm just like, maybe you have. Yeah. <laughs> they're saying it's the easiest architecture to work with. It's not like the cell processor where suddenly it's like you know, 
we finally uncoded it. We're in. <laughs> and suddenly games like Last of Us are coming out. Yeah. No, I... They've had it. I think we pretty much know what to do with the PS4. So, we'll see. But, going back to Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> So, I know you've had some criticisms for good old Telltale. I fucking hate Telltale games. Okay, so that's, you were playing, that's one big criticism. You're playing the Batman game, I'm and playing I, the Batman. it bums me out, because, like, I will never touch it. Maybe if, it's, if it was $5, like, most Telltale games go on sale after, like, eight months. Dude, I bought the Telltale collection, like, last December, where you could get, like, it was, like, five or six of the games for 25 bucks. They were each five. It was a good deal. I only touched two of them, like, and I still, like, I really wanted to play The Wolf Among Us. I really wanted to play... The Walking Dead Which season two. Which you should two. play The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, I had, I had interest in those games, but after like playing Tales, which is by far for me like the best Telltale game, and then playing uh, Game of Thrones, like there was something about it. It felt stilted. It felt like it was not even in last generation. It was in two generations past. Like it's it's it feels so dated. It's not fun for me. The engine sucks. Well, I've heard the for, mechanics are bad, especially these two games, Batman and Walking Dead, that they've switched to a or updated their engine. And I have to say this to Telltale: um, if this is you switching engines, you might as well set it on fire. Just Fucking back out, it, back out, my guys, because I've had so many problems with Batman. The worst that I've seen in Telltale game, <laughs> I've, we've seen the hiccups, right? Yeah. We've seen the frame rate drops before. I have not seen some of the things that have happened. But that game crashed on me. Three times. Yeah. Fucking three times. Twice in one sitting. Crashed. Totally just like bricked my console. And then I get I get this shameful little thing on the console saying, you improperly turned me off. Like it shocked. It's bewildered that <laughs> I abused it. And I feel bad. I'm just like, no. You're no, like, that no. wasn't me. It wasn't me. And it's like, well, we're going to go through the formatting process and there could be a chance you lost date. I hate that. I yeah. hate that message. Because <laughs> it makes me feel like the whole thing got formatted every time it happens. And you weren't even that far into your playthrough like those times, right? Like you just turned it on maybe like five minutes prior. I know. Like it, I was, I think what? I just started it and it fucking froze up so bad on me. It hurts. It hurts to think about. I, I would have to have a very compelling reason to go to season three other than, oh, it's just another Clementine tale. I'm not really enthused for Walking Dead season three, to be honest with you, because yeah. season two just kind of was kind of middling for me. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, I thought season one, amazing, but think of their career up till then. We haven't seen that many phenomenal games from Telltale. You know, back in the day they had their Sam and Max. I don't give a fuck. I'll be honest with you. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. And then they did Back to the Future Jurassic Park. Back to the Future Fun, Jurassic Park, abysmal. Yeah. And then they did The Walking Dead and it was like, oh shit, these guys got it. But... That's what got everybody talking about them in a good way. Then you took the drill, which is your gameplay, and you kept on fucking drilling into my head, didn't you? <laughs> you didn't change a goddamn thing. It's so bad. It's shameful, really, like, especially when you have a game that comes along like Life is Strange that does it so much better. I've, I've got to the point where I'm just like, why do you even have like these these passes for gameplay in your games, Telltale? <laughs> like, why? Why? Like, what's the point of it? Where, like, press up and he'll dodge something. And then, like, I've noticed, like, in Batman especially, even if I don't, he still kind of does yeah. the maneuvers. He's going to dodge maybe, or... Or maybe, like, yeah, he dodges or does something just slightly different, but the story continues. It's not like Heavy Rain where it's like, fuck, that character's dead. <laughs> yeah, it really has no bearing on it, the no. character or the story it's, at all. It's just to, like, make sure, like, hey, you're awake, right? <laughs> you're still watching. You're still with us. I'm just like, Telltale, why don't you just fucking sell us cutscenes, man, where I can just interact yeah. with the characters? Like, stop, stop with the fucking, like, these random moments where I can walk around and investigate. Why don't you just write an animated film? Like yeah, please just just do that. Just like just admit what you are, <laughs> or 
Take a look at your competition. Life is strange. Straight embarrassed you. Until dawn, even. Until dawn, straight <laughs> embarrassed you. Well, until dawn is like I. I, I, I mean, it's not episodic. I put that in a, a different category. Yeah, that's more sure. like in the heavy rain category. Yeah, it is. But okay, that's yeah. like a different stratosphere of so adventure game. For if me. you look at Life is Strange, then which came out episodically and uses the same premise, mm-hmm. it same premise it, like and it's... has almost the same gameplay beats. Uh, straight embarrasses you, though, oh, my yeah. friend, because way more interactive, way more fun. Like, it's fun. It's a fun game, even though it has, like, a really engaging story. I'm just like, dude, the things that it has me doing and that its environments were just laden with details, little mm. character touches, little things, and then Telltale's just like, there's blood on the wall. And then you walk <laughs> over, hmm, I wonder how this blood's related to that blood on the wall. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, fucking come on. <laughs> well, that was our Telltale rant. I don't know. Like, if we hear good things about it, I might go back to season two, slog my way through it, and then move on to three. But I, I doubt it. It's very doubtful. You didn't beat season two? I haven't played it. Do you have it? I do. You have it in the yeah, because I got it in the collection. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm just, I feel like they should abandon Clementine. I'm just like, okay, you told a really good story with her in part one. Uh, part two is really confusing for me in a lot of elements, because, like, you are the main, she's the main character. That's cool. But they put her in situations that are just like... That don't make sense for they her. They don't make sense for a little girl. Like, characters are literally looking and going like, Who should die, Clem? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's not something you ask a kid. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't care how, how far-eyed she's looking right now because of the shit she saw. Yeah. Like, she's not going to give you a, like a coherent answer that you should abide by. Like, there are moments where, like, you have to decide who to save or kill in that game. I'm just like, this doesn't make sense as Clementine. Even as Lee, those choices, like, kind of hurt. But, like, as Clementine, it's going to hurt and make less sense. Yeah, but he's a fucking, like, adult that you yeah. can look up to. <laughs> and, like, it makes sense to progress yeah, the yeah. story. Like, it doesn't make sense for you to be asking Clementine. <laughs> should, should we throw her in the cage, Clem? <laughs> what? It was ridiculous. That was the problem with that game. It's fucking ridiculous. I can't believe no one in that fucking studio took a step back and go like, wait a second. <laughs> what are we doing? Right. Like, remember, you're telling... A, I, this is not to say that uh, you can't have a main character that is younger or a child. You know, there's perfect examples, like in movies, like Stand By Me and yeah. Super 8 and stuff like that. Or, I'm sorry, Stranger Things. Or, where it makes sense for these characters to, like, carry the plot in some regards. But I'm just like, some of these choices, dude, I'm like, you should not have given Clementine. Unless they're trying to put her on the level that they maybe put, like, Ellie for The Last of Us, where they gave, like, a younger female character strong agency. But it's just like, no. Yeah, but even still, like then, like you know, she they they really did play that in the right element. Where like when they introduced David, mm-hmm. and like you were kind of like, I don't know whether or not to trust her. And of course, she was very pensive about it, but it was still like, well, I don't know. He looks like he's trying to help, mm-hmm. you know. And it made sense for her to get stuck in that situation, you know. Whereas Clementine, I'm telling you, they literally are just like, should we slit his throat, Clem? <laughs> should we dip him in acid and hide the body? Should we cut his genitals a little bit, Clem? <laughs> And you have, like, one prop where she, like, suddenly everything slows down and she's, like, looking from side to side. Cut his genitals, save his genitals. It's too much, dude. It's too much. I can't. Uh, number four. <laughs> number four, please, save us. Oh, no. Number four on the list, Daniel is crying. A new report from Venture Beat, never fucking heard of you, but respect, strongly suggests the Nintendo Switch won't be as powerful as the three-year-old three PlayStation 4. 
Nintendo's hybrid console is set to use NVIDIA's last-generation Maxwell graphics processing architecture with an accustomed Tigra chip. Despite NVIDIA having launched the newer, beefier Pascal architecture earlier this year, Nintendo wasn't willing to wait for the technology when developing the Switch. VentureBeat writes that, quote, The custom Maxwell Tigra in the machine is still powerful enough to play Nintendo-style games that rely on quality art over horsepower, but don't expect Switch software to match the graphical fidelity of the highest-end PS4 games. Uh, well, what's high-end for you, uh... <laughs> what do we got here? Uh, my name is Nan. My name is Mayhem. <laughs> Finally, VentureBeat offers clarity. Oop, I skipped the whole paragraph. Never happened. The site also notes that Nintendo didn't want to face a similar situation as did the Wii U when that system launched with a focus on its gamepad. 24 months after Apple had already popularized the notion of gaming with a tablet. Thusly, the Switch was purportedly rushed into production before a competitor could release their own take on a hybrid console. Using the older Maxwell processor also means the Switch can compete at a leaner price point. Finally, VentureBeat offers clarity to the matter of playing docked or undocked. When the Switch is docked, it will apparently run at a higher clock, uh, a higher clock speeds thanks to a constant flow of power. In portable mode, games will run at a lower resolution due to the restrictions of its rumored 720p 6.2-inch screen. So... Right now, we're fishing for anything about the, the Switch because they, we're not going to see anything until next month, which is not too far off right now. Uh, I know apparently people are going to get their first hands-on at RTX Australia. Mm-hmm. Fucking Aussies getting the best of everything. Oi. Getting getting the best kangaroos. <laughs> getting the best beer. You fucking kangaroos are going to have Switches beer. before we do. Fucking, fucking kangaroo lovers. <gasps> Who's texting me right now? Right? Stop the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's Josh. Well... Okay. This is not new. I mean, we kind of speculated more or less that this was going to be the case. Um, the one thing... Well, okay, first of all, I don't care what they announced. Even if they were just like, Here, here's the NX and didn't show you a goddamn thing until launch day, I would have known and expected that it would be less powerful, less powerful oh, yeah. than the console. For sure, because they're always at least one... Or at least two steps behind like current-gen consoles. I think the day that Nintendo comes out with a console that's on parity... You would have to look behind the scenes and be like, "So who got fired? Yeah. <laughs> like, and who, who did they take from Sony? Who switched around? What are you trying to do?" Yeah. And, and you know, to be fair, the, their first-party games don't need that kind of fidelity or horsepower. No. Like they, they have always been gameplay first kind of kind of company. Mm-hmm. Now this opens up the same. Uh, this opens them up to the same problems that we've seen in the last few generations, which is third-party might be alienated for sure. I know that they're saying that they can get slightly higher end games on there like Skyrim which by the way five year old game uh, and you know other titles like that but I mean you're not going to see the latest Call of Duty you're not going to see fucking Fallout 4 you're not going to see Witcher or anything on on the uh, Switch and I'm not sure that I'd want to and I think that's another argument too it's where like I I, I feel like people complain I've talked to some people about the Switch and they're always like so how, how powerful is it what's going on I'm just like why is this what you want on a Nintendo? You're not going to get a fucking substitute for what you're gaming with right now. Why would you want one? Yeah. Don't you like your PS4 or your Xbox? Like, why do you want a third console that does exactly the same things? For me, it's a gameplay alternative. Like, I go yeah. to Nintendo for different sort of experiences. And I feel like, yeah, they, they understand that that's their niche. That's what they do. Mm. You know? And they, they come on strong because of those first-party titles. Um, but, yeah, I understand that if there isn't a whole lot of um, variety in third-party, they may be in trouble again. 
I think that's a problem for them. Because you, you can't survive off of Mario and his parties and his tennis matches I mean, alone. the Wii U did have a lot of third-party support, but I think it was a, maybe too little too late. And the ones that they did have were just weird choices. Like mm-hmm. Call of Duty Ghost. Uh, right. Batman Arkham Origins. You know, they had like weird games, not even like the ones that we flocked to on, you know, PS4. Or Especially games that tried to utilize the gimmick. Of like, I remember on Wii U the gamepad, where like uh, in the Arkham game, mm-hmm. it's like now you can do detective mode with the gamepad, and I'm just like, how much is this adding to the experience? And right. of course, you know, behind the, they have to sell it over and over, like, oh yeah, man, this is a true Batman experience, and it's like, fucking, you're gonna say that about anything you sell, man. That's true. <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't want to see it go the same way, honestly, where they're just like yeah. games are trying. Here's the dumbed down version of a game. I'm like no, like you. Sh- Know that the Switch is going to have unique games to it. Yeah. You know? And go do it for that. Right. I don't... I think we need to move away from that, because that, that definitely happened last generation across different platforms, not just, like, 360 and Wii and, and PS3. You'd like, the, the fucking DS would sometimes, here's Call of Duty. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, know what you're doing. You're like, stop it. Actually, I sold a dude a bunch of Call of Duty games for the DS. I'm like, why Why do you want these? Yeah, like, why He's do like, you... so which is the best one? And I'm like, honestly, they're not all going to be anything compared to the console ones. Like, Did he literally ask you? He's like, so which one do you think is better, like Modern Warfare 3 or Black Ops? And I'm like, bro, like, it's going to pale in comparison to, like, the PS3 version. I'm sorry, like, you, you can't. Did he understand that? He's like, I just want to play it on the flight, but, like, because I got a long flight, but which one do you think is going to be better? Which one do you think is going to play most like a Call of Duty? I'm like, none of them. <laughs> none of them are going to play most like a Call of Duty. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked, actually, about this guy's <laughs> this, this purchasing decisions. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I want to know more about this guy. Can we get him on the show? <laughs> I don't know where he is right now. I think like, he's, my like, dude, like, in what, Europe. So you're trying to buy Call of Duty for the fucking DS? <laughs> he did. I sold him. I sold him Black Ops and Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> Do you know what a DS is, sir? <laughs> like, you should be playing Animal Crossing or something. Anything. What are you doing? <laughs> Here's, like, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon came out. Play that. <laughs> There's some people that can't be helped. Can <laughs> no. They? Like, we should just give up on them in the world. I miss that, actually. When I worked at GameStop, I miss people coming in and be, just being bewildered by what they're fucking buying. Like, do you, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Because it was the same thing when people would come in and buy like the the Modern Warfare for the Wii. Uh huh. I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Why? He's like, "How do you think the online is trash?" trash. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. I'm telling what do you, mean, you though. Like I I do everything on my Wii. It's gonna suck. And I would always open up the Game Informer like, All right, here you got a four, and he'd be like, "What?" Well, anyway, you would buy it. What are you doing? I want to. I want to rip my fucking face off. What are you doing? People are so stubborn that they just want to believe in what they have. Like, no, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Let me help you. It's gonna rival. Flash, buddy. <laughs> Let me show you a 3ds at least. Oh Fuck. What anyway, about this doc situation? Mm-hmm. We, we're getting. Can, we get I mean, so we, Yeah, we're getting some weird. Yeah, we do. We, we, this is the show. We get some weird, like, uh, back and forth with the doc. The doc doesn't do anything. The doc does everything. It's <laughs> yeah. like, fucking tell me, man. But it does make sense. This is, like, the first one that's like, oh, okay. So, I mean, of course, if it's running on your TV, it'd be at a higher fidelity. But to know the constant flow of it power gets more going power through from it, it yeah. that's why I can run it. Yeah, of course it wouldn't it wouldn't be doing that by itself, mm-hmm. you know? Like, all right, we're not going to get a 1080p fucking screen out of a handheld. No. 
I mean, I know tablets like do that, but like they do. But given the size of what it is, like it's not, dude. It's not tablet size. It's not gamepad size. It's mm-hmm. a fucking like it looks like a PSP. Mm-hmm. You know, so all right, makes sense. I want to see more. I do. I want to see the official reveal. Does Does the Vita have 1080p support? No, actually. So this article brought up something where it achieves 720p, mm-hmm. but a lot of games, uh, it, it is a artificial 720p. It actually runs at 540 okay. so that the games run way smoother but they do an upscaling on the screen so they're saying that it's very likely that uh, uh, the switch would do the same hmm. or could do the same so it's not even running at 720 we'll wow. yeah I know I mean but dude again we're, we're back to it where it's like you're looking for Nintendo for power like you, you're looking in the wrong place man you know so I want more I want to touch it yeah I do too I want to touch it we're, we're still probably going to get it at launch, just, which is crazy. Just let me touch it. <laughs> we're still going to get it at launch? If we can. Nintendo likes to fuck up so hard. <sighs> that classic console. Oh, I know. I feel like that's the writing on the wall right there. <laughs> it's okay. We're getting more on December 20th, maybe. <sighs> Whatever. We'll I actually see. got to play with one, too. Yeah? It's at the office right now. Yeah. Because we're doing Gathering of the Gamers this weekend. Okay. Uh, where I set up fucking like 20 TVs. <laughs> we're, we're setting up Overwatch where? matches. <laughs> we took all the desks out of the office. Okay. And like we set up the stupid shelves that we do for the shows. You know, the plastic ones that we build up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that setup. Have you? No? Okay. Well, that's what we do. And we, we put the... <laughs> he went to like Best Buy. My boss went to Best Buy and bought like fucking $10, $80 TVs. Okay. Yeah. It's ridiculous how many TVs. I asked him like, what are we doing with these? And he's just like... <laughs> we're, we're gonna like, game in the office. like they're not going back they're not like no. being auctioned or anything they're just fucking gonna be a, we have 10 tvs for any given day <laughs> i'm like what are we doing like, there's a tv in every corner oh now. my god <laughs> i'm just kind of like can i take one can of i these? just have one like you're not gonna miss one of these <laughs> to be honest just swap it out with like a tube tv he'll never know it might not fit in the box sure <laughs> we have tube tvs too because we're trying to do retro stuff okay and like, he keeps on running into this problem where like he forgets that they're retro. He's like, "Yeah, plug in the Genesis to the LED," and I'm just like, "That's not gonna happen." Nope. <laughs> like you do realize that's not gonna garbage. happen. Like, that's garbage. That's not gonna video, happen. Video, my dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Wow. It's fucking wild in there. Too. Anyway, uh, number five, sir. We're gonna end with number five. Okay. The Amazon-owned streaming platform Twitch, you've heard of it, is allowing users to shirk the usual focus on gaming content and show viewers what matters most. Good use of the word shirk there. Thank you. They're boring, boring lives. Twitch has introduced a new category called IRL. Is that real life if you didn't know? Which lets users share their everyday lives. The company also plans on making live video streaming available straight from the mobile app. I have that app. Hmm. In an official statement, Twitch says they were inspired by creator feedback regarding the ability to interact with their viewers in more vlog-inspired, personal ways, not tethered to video games. Hmm. This move harkens back to Justin TV, the precursor streaming platform that eventually spawned Twitch, which began as an attempt from its creator to stream his, his life 24 hours a day. <laughs> Twitch, however, was quick to illustrate the distinction between the two platforms, saying that Justin TV took a content-heavy approach to streaming, while theirs has always been community-based. Twitch, uh, Twitch IRL is the latest of many additions to the platform that have rerouted away from purely gaming-based content, alongside social eating streams, where streamers ingest food for an audience, did not know, 
about this one. That's weird. And the be- and the bewildering yet comforting airing of Bob Ross reruns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do it. They really do. They'll have like a twenty-four hours of Bob Ross, and people are down. I had no idea. It has. High I mean, it's numbers. really peaceful. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. Um, so I, I wanted to specifically mention this because I just read a book by Mr. David Wong. Uh, he wrote John Dies at the End. It's sequel, this book is full of spiders. And then he wrote the latest book I read from him. And I fucking blew through this. Literally like in two sittings. Yeah, I didn't even hear you reading about this. It must have been so fast. I mean, granted, it was two flights uh, back and forth between Florida and Vegas. Uh, his book is called Futuristic Violence in Fancy Suits. And in the book, it's essentially about uh, this young girl that's living in a trailer in Colorado finds out that she is an heiress to a crime empire. Essentially, her father is this big mobster living out in this Utah city that apparently is like the second Vegas. It's like Vegas without laws. Hmm. And uh, he recently died, and she gets his fortune. And unfortunately, everyone in the city is hunting her down because of this and because of a certain perceived goal that she has or something like that. It's actually a really cool story, really biting satire. And one big element to it is something called um, Blink. Blink is literally people attach cameras to themselves and they're streaming their lives like 24-7. And at any given time, you could be filmed and just not know, Hmm. you know, which is... uh, a basic, You're part of somebody else's story. Yeah, it's a basic infringement over uh, one of our amendments, I, I believe. <laughs> At least. But, uh, you know, it's the future, whatever. And <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like it, it was supposed to be this kind of um, satirization of Twitch. You know, because like, they talk about viewers and people are just doing shit for viewer counts mm-hmm. and all that. And they begin, like, following their favorite, like, gangs. And, like, all the gang members have fucking Blink attached <laughs> to themselves. So, like, people start rooting for them. And, and, and the chat rooms are aflame okay. with, like, people going, like, oh, Team Moloch or Team <laughs> fucking... Uh, uh, vote the gang war. Yep. Essentially. <laughs> essentially. And I'm just like, we are on our way. That's interesting. <laughs> to that world. You know? Like, you can live stream for your mobile app. There we go. That's the apocalypse right there. People are going to fucking stream murders. It's very Black Mirror. People are going to stream fucking uh, burglaries. People are going to... Sh- <laughs> you know? I mean, I, no, that's that's worst case scenario. They're mm-hmm. not going to do that. But I think we're going to see some stupid shit just because you can Twitch anywhere now. Yeah. Ugh, I'm scared. I'm almost scared. Because right now, I, I think it was safe keeping people tethered to, to video To, like, games. their computers and video games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're... I think the Wild West is back. <laughs> the lawlessness of the internet age. You know? We were talking about it on a previous episode of The Save Room, uh, available on SoundCloud. That... <laughs> you, have, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I have to. Um, that the one streamer who uh, died in a car crash, and they streamed his funeral. Oh, yeah. And we were just uncomfortable at the idea. I'm still uncomfortable about that, We're actually. about to get real uncomfortable with the different uses yeah. for this. I, you know... Like, I know YouTube is kind of, like, a composite of what that already is. Mm-hmm. You know, people filming just random shit. Like, we discovered the, um, was it, ASMRs yeah. that really creep us the fuck out. Like, I'm going to do one right now for... Somebody just got off from me doing that. Yeah. From the mic right there. I'm going to eat some marshmallows right Mag- now. <laughs> Mag. Polarity. <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest fucking thing, dude. It really is. I'm sorry, my dudes. If you're down with it, awesome. Don't talk to me about it, though. 
Like, you and Morgan probably went on, like, a two-week binge of watching these things, and I, I still, like, I was hearing about Fucking it, like... two-week binge? We watched, like, two of them, <laughs> and you're like, two weeks later, they resurfaced. <laughs> I mean, some of them were, like, four hours of just a, a hot girl opening packages. And just, like, dude, I didn't even know of tapping on it. Like, this one girl, like, takes out, like, a wooden totem, and she's, like, tapping it very lightly at different volumes and pressures, like, all along, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Why am I watching this? <laughs> what is it? And, like, I got ready. Like, I fucking got out the loop, and I'm like, I'm gonna get off to this. And I'm like, no, actually. Puts it away, locks it up. Like, I get away. I'm gonna get off to this. <laughs> that's what people are doing. <laughs> is like, this the use? <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't. So, we're gonna see some weird shit. Yeah. You know, we're, we're opening up the floodgates, my friend, with Twitch IRL. I'm nervous. I'm going to tell you right now. I can't even fathom some of the things that can happen. I, I imagine we're going to see, like, murders and things that are akin to snuff films. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like, people using fucking proxy servers mm-hmm. and, like, different IP addresses to fucking make snuff films and That'd shit. That'd be crazy, dude. Well, isn't that, is that already happening? I don't... It doesn't happen as much as we think. I mean, it happens a little bit. I've, I've heard... Until the, gov- like the FBI gets involved, they're like, wait a minute, did that actually happen? Is the person dead? Isn't there like a like a black market internet or something? There's like a, this this underground internet where people are fucking sharing child porn and murders and shit. Probably. Like, isn't that yeah. something, like something? Like, we need a Time article about this. I feel like we could find it on a sub forum on Rotten, if Rotten was still a thing. Let's just make a snuff film out of Twitch. Yeah? IRL. Yeah. I can think of, like, way better things to do with my time than get tracked by the FBI for possibly of murdering somebody on film. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. How about we just jerk like each other playing, off in like IRL? Playing, telltale oh, Batman. Wouldn't that be cool? We both have the Twitch stream, but uh-huh. it's different perspectives of jerking each other <laughs> off. <laughs> and so people could do a side by side, like, oh wow, I'm well, I, I feel like I'm there. I'm jerking them both off. <laughs> for the girls who like having a dick in each hand, they're like, I'm here for this. <laughs> I love this, actually. Wow. I love this. This is beautiful. We're doing this. So we did the news, it's out of the way. We did the news. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> you learned something. Um There's a lot of fly other fly by news bits, but I feel like it's all pretty old at this point. Yeah, there there wasn't anything uh too big. Um, let I me want to talk to you, buddy. Let me throw some things in there real quick, though. Uh, what? This month is really late for I'm releases and whatnot, but I did come across a few things that kind of like, you know, whetted my appetite a little bit, if you will. I don't like that phrase at all. Wet, <laughs> wetted, and the fact that it's spelled with an H too is even weirder. This dude is eating. This pizza's been sitting out all night. <laughs> we have pizza that's been sitting out on our, our gas stop stove for about twelve hours now, and he's drinking one of my shock tops, and it's. 1.35 p.m. on Friday, but granted, he has a day off, so it's all good. You guys want to see my IRL? Strap <laughs> <laughs> a cam on me. You can see it. Here we go. He looks so good right now. Took a shit already, so you missed that one. Uh, so this week was pretty late on releases, but I wanted to just say like some of the cool things that I thought were coming out. Um, for Xbox One on Monday, Bastion came out. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, for people Pick who that don't shit up. It's, that. it's the only uh, super giant game that I enjoy. Which, by the way, I called them super massive games in the last stream. You did. Or the last podcast. Yeah, I called them super giant, you called them super massive, and I was like, wait, what's I the name? I apologize. So it's, it's super, actually super, super massive did um, Until Dawn. Okay. Sorry, guys. Oh, you're right. Okay. Um, on Tuesday, this is a cool one, uh, Stardew Valley finally came to console, PS4 and Xbox One. Slightly interested. Seems I, like a chill game. Yeah. I had a coworker who was playing it, and he put like more time into that than I had Overwatch up to that point, and I'm like, that's crazy, dude. He's like, yeah, it's just addicting. Like, it's so great. Like, mining, like, I have a family, I have a wife I take care of, and then I go on these, like, dungeon crawls. I'm like, that's really neat, actually. Is this Dave? 
No, it's this other dude that I used to work with. Sounds like a Dave thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everything is a Dave thing because he's just our Dave guy and he does shit like that. Dave guy. So that's really neat. I might actually pick that up at some point if it's like moderately priced. Um, <clears throat> what else? Drive, drive, drive. <laughs> Uh, expe- I expect you to die for PSVR. I've been hearing things about that. Yeah, I've heard the name. I don't uh, know what it is at all. Her Majesty's Spiffing. It's an interesting name. <laughs> Can you go into that a little bit? I, I'd have to look it up real quick. Oh, fuck. So give me a second. Her <clears throat> Majesty's Spiffing. Spiffing for PS4. It had to have been a big deal if it came. His face right now let's see this is this Modified. is on i'm looking on steam right now He's looking on oh this looks great her majesty's spiffing in all caps is a quaint graphic adventure game following the exploits of captain frank lee english and his trusted regional accented colleague aled as they travel through the cosmos in search of planets to claim for a new galactic british empire uh, uh. and it's it's stylized like um star wars so it's like her Majesty spiffing, the Empire staggers back. Oh, I see what's it's, going It's on interesting here. looking. All right, well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. And what else have we got? I don't feel one way or another. Maybe I'm dead inside. I you're, don't know. You're probably dead inside. Uh, the final episode of Batman's Telltale came this week as well. I played it. I beat it. We'll talk about that. Fucking crashed. And then the, the big one that everybody's talking about, I guess, is uh, Super Mario Run. Finally came out for the iOS. I do want to talk about that. We've been talking about that since August, so that's mm, pretty mm, crazy. Mm. And then, yeah, that's really it. Nothing big is coming out until next month. So Okay. So, what's next month? January. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, did you want an actual like follow-through of content? No, 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 no. Okay. I, just, I was like, wait, what's coming out? I, I just was still thinking that this is November for some reason. Um, no, Resident Evil 7, man. I know. Says the guy wearing a chocolate bar door shirt. I've yet to like go through that demo since they've updated it. You should. I'm surprised you haven't done all 32 steps. Well, doing f- okay, so this is what we're going to get into. I don't know if we really have a solid topic, because now that I'm thinking about the things that we need to cover, okay. it's going to be all over the goddamn place. But you're in for a good one, kid. Right, I guess we could just talk about our week. Strap in. <laughs> Today's topic is our week. Our week in gaming. <laughs> 40 minutes later. So I did uh, quite the accomplishment in between last episode and this episode. I got a platinum. In Final Fantasy 15. Platted. Platted like a motherfucker. I'm and proud of you. You put the time, time cons- into this. It was it was <laughs> time consuming. Like you were saying, uh, I was treating it like a job. <laughs> you were. Cause Putting I, it like six to seven hours a day. More. Mm-hmm. It was like eight to twelve. Like I would wake up, you'd be playing. I'd go to work, you'd be playing. I'd come home, there you are playing. Six in the morning, still playing. Yeah. You put in the sort of like time that I put into like Overwatch season one over the summer where it's like that's all I did. Like you were living, breathing this game. I I couldn't pull you away (laughs) from Ignis Prompto and Gladiolus if I wanted to. I mean, I can't even say it was a game I love, you know? Like I, I, uh, it has a lot of flaws. And we're going to do a separate episode, guys. We're going to do probably like its own little... Yeah, once 30, once I beat it in review, uh, Platinum, actually get a review. We uh, we put in a there's a request, a guest request from by who? The way, from my boy Sebastian. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he's been loving the game too and going through it. Okay, he wants to have a discussion with us. Really? Yeah, put it by you on the air. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have him on the show. Uh, we're gonna Skype him in. Really? No, no, no. no. He lives here. You know that. Okay. Just have <laughs> so, <one>. Cool. <laughs> so we might you know we might have a full little. Uh, 
Final Fantasy 15 epic. I do have some quick thoughts. I even went onto my uh, theredherb.com, my little Tumblr there, uh, to illustrate some of these thoughts. I haven't done like a full review. I think I'm going to, but mm-hmm. the more you say you're going to write something, the less you're actually going to do it. Yeah, so I, I just fuck myself. Right Whenever now. I tell you I'm going to write something, you're like, "Don't say it out loud. You're not going to do it." And I'm like, "Oh, right." <laughs> You, you, you keep these things to yourself until they happen. Um, <clears throat> but I, I should write a review for it. Cause no, because your first impressions were very poignant and they hit on a lot of stronger points that I wish you would have expounded on. I'm going to. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expound so hard. Mm. You're gonna fucking, it's going to be smelly. <laughs> I don't know why I went there. I, don't know. I haven't even finished this beer. No. Um, at one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I have some, there's some problems with it. Okay, we talked about the fetch quest. We talked about the just the mission structure mm. alone. They save the best stuff for the main story, um, in a way. As as I say, the, the more interesting missions are locked in the story. I think this is a conceit of like PS2 games, you know, okay. where I feel like a game like Watch Dogs. I had a bunch of fucking side quests that were so cool that weren't main story stuff, mm. you know. Or The Witcher. The Witcher. We talked about it. The Witcher 3, there's some similar elements in Final Fantasy XV to The Witcher 3. I will say out loud that The Witcher 3 straight embarrasses uh, Final Fantasy XV as an open world game, and maybe just as a game entirely. Okay. <clears throat> Although there's something more about the playable yeah. about Final Fantasy XV. Its combat is so good that its combat kind of kept me going in a lot of areas. And I, I like the sense of exploration, exploration around mm-hmm. the environment. I... I hate that the uh, environment is kind of uh, one note, you know, like it's rural America knockoff, mm-hmm. and that's all there really is to it. I kind of expected it. It's I big would... for the sake of big. It's empty at times. Mm-hmm. It's great to explore, but it's like you see a lot of the same things everywhere you go. Every outpost and is the I same. And I wanted different areas, you know? Mm-hmm. I wanted to go different places, and the story even promises to take you to these different places, and then you end up in these linear hallway fights rather than different open world segments mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like that's a big disappointment like I wanted to go to different places like even take a look at a game like Skyrim like you have different geography different kind of mm-hmm. weather patterns different pla- and then Final Fantasy 15 is just like well here's a swamp that's and that's it. like the biggest variance yeah. from like desert or forest and it rains like. most of the time during the day that's <laughs> it yeah and I'm just like damn like there, there's just so much wrong in that game and that I understand a lot of people's vitriol, and especially I will point out, the story sucks. There's no amount of patches, there's no amount of Kingsglaives or Brotherhood animes that can fix that story. That story is just softballed bullshit. Like, those things right are now. good on their own. Like, Kingsglaive was fun to watch. The, the two episodes of Brotherhood I watched, they were great, but it... Brotherhood is way better than Kingsglaive. It doesn't save the fact that that the in-game story is garbage. And the fact that they're trying to save it It along the way is just like... Characters uh... really don't get their say. Uh, Motivations aren't there. People just come in and out and you're expected to feel anything. Like, Mm -hmm. Ravis is a particular point of contention where you're just like, I don't understand how the fuck you fit into the story Mm -hmm. at all. Like, I really don't. Just other than being like Luna's brother. Right. And even Luna is used as a plot device rather than a character. Mm-hmm. And for a series that's kind of like uh, highlighted by strong female characters, like here and there, despite mm-hmm. the fact that most of them are half naked because that's how the Japanese are, um, th- it's surprising to see this character just really just used as a device. To get Noctis from point A to point B. Exactly. 
and it, it's a big disappointment. I understand that the focus is on the main four characters mm-hmm. in the story, and that's great. And, and I that, think that's where it succeeds the most. It does. It succeeds there, but these characters don't go through an arc. They don't go through any change. There is no character development mm-hmm. at all. And even this kind of underlining thing where people are, uh, his team, especially Gladio, is trying to point him to be king-like, to be a king. It's not there. It's not quite there. And there's, I, we're going to talk about it later. I'm not going to get into it, but there is one huge liberty that the story takes that was like the most offensive thing to me in terms of, of just plotting and narrative. That I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, no. I don't think I've gotten there yet. No, you, I was like, you don't get to do this. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. And it did it. And it okay. sucks. It sucks. You'll get there. I want to talk about it. But um, <clears throat> other than that, I remember you would come into the room and I would keep on showing you my trophy progress. And yeah. I, got, I want to point out that you had the same look on your face that Patrick Bateman did. In American Psycho, when they were showing each other their cards, like you would look at my trophy score, like, "Oh my god, it is a watermark." <laughs> it's on that soft ivory print. Mine is still a vanilla. Okay, I'm sorry, man. I had to do it. Yeah, I mean, you put the time into it. I put it. in you, the time. You you earned it. I'm still at fifty percent. I'm like, working. I didn't play it. Overwatch at all no, until like yesterday. You played nothing except that game, and mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, I I played other things. Because I told myself, like, this is one of those games where if I walk away from, um, I may, like, kind of lose my place or lose, like, that sense of momentum. Because mm-hmm. that's how I am with open world games. I need to really, like, punish an open world game to finish it. You know, like we did for Far Cry Primal. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could have walked away from that game, like, for a few months and then came back and yeah, been like, been hard. Ah, fuck, what's going on? You know? Like, Far Cry 4, I'm never going to get that platinum. Because I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and I'm literally at the ending of that game. Like, the last few missions. Mm-hmm. But now there's no emotional resonance for me. Oh, you didn't beat Far Cry 4? I, I didn't. Oh, I <laughs> Apparently know. I okay. didn't. I even forgot that I didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> Far Cry 3 was such a good story. Such a good time. Such a It was the first time we got that kind of gameplay out of that series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at least in the formula that they hammer out. And then Part 4 was just kind of like... All right, it's more of the same, and the story's whatever, and mm-hmm. Troy Baker's doing this really flamboyant fucking character that's not really hitting the right notes for me. Okay. <clears throat> I know people are like, oh, yeah, Troy's so good. And I'm like, eh. He's okay. Whatever. But that's that's another fucking offshoot that we don't need to get into. Yeah. So... What have you been up to, man? I, I've been doing the same thing that you've been doing, actually. I've been playing a lot of... Masturbate? Uh, fi- oh, actually, not as much as I could be. Me neither, actually. Yeah, I'm but once we get that Twitch thing going on, Twitch in real life, I'll be jerking to whatever you're seeing, man. I actually feel weird that I haven't yeah. masturbated in a while. I, did, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's impolite. You think it's impolite to masturbate? Well, you know, I sleep with Morgan every night, and, you know, I think it's oh, impolite that's true, to just yeah. be, like, next to oh, Yeah, jerking, I know? guess, like, when I did share a yeah. bed with somebody, like, it, yeah, it's kind of impeding on your ability to, I have to, like, break away, go to the bathroom, or, like, do, do it at work, do it elsewhere. Wait. <laughs> Can we go back a second? Third? It's called going number three. Do you, do you. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do it, man. Don't worry about it. Oh, shit. Maybe I still do it. He's going Who cares? It's a stress reliever. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Pray not... that nobody in upper management ever hears this <laughs> Whoops. People are doing worse things in those bathrooms, so whatever, man. They really are. Didn't yeah. you clean up? human excrement the other day yeah a pile of human feces i want to i want to go out on a limb and this is not <laughs> gaming related but then again twitch is doing not gaming related stuff and so we don't have to either um for the people that go to a public restroom specifically at starbucks and specifically at the starbucks that you work at because i've heard many stories um what the fuck is wrong I've with no- you 
Why are you shitting on the floor and leaving it? Yeah. You can bet your bottom dollar that if I shit on someone else's floor... You're going to make an effort to at least clean it up. I am going to make a Herculean... (laughs) I'm saying that right. Effort to clean up my own shit. Okay? All right? I have shame. I think shame's a good thing. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't understand why we uh, we bolster up people in this world that have no shame that we think they're heroes. Fuck those people. That's true. You know what? They're egotists, and there's something broken about them. Yeah, they are broken in the inside. But history is they more likely to shit on your floor. speak about them. They don't talk about the underdogs cleaning up people's shit. The underdog. We need to talk about this. Shit Nobody's gonna tell underdogs. my story when I die. How I once cleaned diarrhea off of a wall. <laughs> Nobody's gonna tell my story. Like, <laughs> I want to tell that story, dude. <laughs> like, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Um, so, so my week, Final Fantasy. Out, yes, outside of uh, cleaning up shit and being envious of your platinums, platinums, multiple I should say, because you got another I got, one. I got another one, I got a Batman one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go to that, I too. I just got the Batman one. Um, but that's that's a bitch platinum. Final Fantasy's been great. Uh, there's something about it, even though, like, I'm kind of weary about it, like, I feel the story is very weak. Uh, as I'm being whisked away through the chapters, they go quick, and I'm like, so when does the story start? Like, all the things I'm doing, they're mm-hmm. serving for me to get to the linear part, and, like, nothing really monumental has happened other than, like, big characters dropping in and out, and then me realizing that I have, you know, of royal blood, and that I have to basically find these arms and awaken these titans via, you know, my oracle is willing. So, the chapter stories are really weak, I think. Like, okay, they're fetch quests in themselves. Like, mm-hmm. chapter one, we're going to go give this letter to somebody at a different outpost and then go back to Cindy and then we're going to send you somewhere else. Boom. Like, they're just very minute. Like, I think four of the chapters of the game so far have been me fixing a boat to get to Alticia. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's just, it's so weird to me for a series that has had such strong, like, even by chapter stories, they've been great. Like, I think Final Fantasy thirteen was the first one to really do chapters like that. Or Final Fantasy X, too, I should say. But those, like, succeeded greatly because at least I feel like I was getting, like, a meaty story. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just waiting to get to it. Um, I don't know. It's just disappointing, that fact. But in, And I'm kind of putting it off, too, because I've heard hit and miss things about the story. Like the linear parts of it. At I least. know you've been staving off the bat because you're like, I'm really enjoying the game, and I'm just like, just you, you wait. Just you wait. Like I, I said today, I was like, I feel like I've only touched like 15 percent of the story, and you're like, by the end of it, you will only have touched 25 percent of it, and I'm like, essentially, what the hell? Like the fact that you can beat it and still not even know mm-hmm. really what's going on. And I, I want to go into as well that we actually uh, we watch Kingsglaive. Yeah, Final Fantasy 15, the Blu-ray experience. Um, what it did nothing for us. It did absolutely nothing. There's, and I, I see people in forums all the time like, dude, uh, you know, it gives you all kinds of context. No, it the fuck doesn't. <laughs> it didn't give me any more context than I already had. And the thing is, I'm not confused about what we saw. I'm just bewildered by how it doesn't matter yeah. in any way, form, or fashion. I so, it, so the big telltale thing about it is that we get to see what happens to the city of Insomnia and what happens to king regis mm-hmm. which is essentially he gets fucking murdered mm-hmm. we get to see that something that's spoken about in the game and again in the game they drop the ball hard because mm-hmm. it's just like noctis is away from this event and just fucking bumbling around fucking hacking up weird razor dogs and fucking centipedes <laughs> and, and finds out his father's dead and he has no emotional reaction to that event at all <gasps> <laughs> like that's all we get. I feel like, like Nyx of of the Kingsguard himself had more of an emotional you know what? reaction. You know what? 
This is our review. No, we're not yeah, reviewing. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, we're doing it. We're gonna walk through. I still want to talk about Final Fantasy Fifteen. No, 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 no. Well, we, we have a f- we have to do a whole episode. But I, 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 we'll get there. But I'm still in it. I'm still playing You're it. Still fucking in yeah. it, motherfucker. But I want to say so. <sighs> it stars Nick's. Okay, yeah. Right, Aaron Paul. We're gonna get. It's gonna be a quick one. It's gonna okay. be a quick one. Aaron Paul. You wouldn't know it's Aaron Paul, except sometimes he hits like a certain note or a certain word, and you're just like, "What the fuck is that, Jesse? <laughs> yeah. Am I Breaking Bad right now? Where's Walt?" Uh, <laughs> it got to a point where you said to me, "Isn't um... Brian Cranston in?" <laughs> I was like, "No." I thought he was the king. No, no, no. It was it was like Sean, Sean Bean. It was Scene Bean <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lena Headey plays uh, Luna Freya, which, by the way, looks nothing like Luna Freya. Yeah, there's so so much bewildering thing. So first of all, looks nothing like Luna Freya in the game at all. And for some reason, they're like, let's cast more prestigious actors for the movie Mm -hmm. and just not bother with them in the game at all. So different voice actress and different voice actor for both characters, Mm -hmm. Regis and Luna Freya. Luna Freya has this whole fucking side story in Insomnia where we think, like, when you're playing the game, you think she's out there being an oracle. Yeah, healing people. Yeah, essentially going around, like, fucking healing people of their old man diseases and their gout or whatever. Because <laughs> that's what they show you in one of the scenes in the yeah, game. Yeah, and you're like, okay, that's what she's doing. And when you do finally meet up with her, which you haven't done, she doesn't mention, oh, yeah, by the way, I was there when your fucking father died. <laughs> when the empire fell. Goddamn adventure fucking, this, there was this fucking giant sworded knight that turned out to be a king's guard himself and spoiler and <laughs> and then fucking Nyx decided to put on your ring that I meant to give to you and he talked to the entire uh, knights of the round or whatever the shit they were these blue fucking kings and goddamn had the power to warp and teleport and do his own thing but he only had until dawn because he'd become like a fucking uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer dusted vampire oh my god <laughs> by dawn <laughs> <laughs> because anybody who wasn't of like royal lineage put on the ring and their fucking arm would just be set ablaze and they would be engulfed in flames <laughs> like the you're not worth yeah so ba- what were they called again the knights they had like a name or they were the old king yeah like of right? the old lucy oh, oh they're the lucy yeah, yeah the lucy so the lucy would show up and be like what the fuck you want what's your purpose why what are you doing <laughs> and fucking they'd be like yo man i just gotta use the fucking <laughs> i got a pawn shot <laughs> i gotta use this fucking ring because this dude's gonna about to goof up all of insomnia don't you care this was your city we do not care about mortal dealings <laughs> you're just like First of all, I want to go on the record and say, fuck this movie. <laughs> Two, I want to say, of the Final Fantasy CG films, the best one still. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the best one still, bar none, is Spirits okay. with it. <laughs> I'm going to stop recording right now. <laughs> no, I will say that I yeah. think like the action and shit was way better. In it was great. Play, than, even, than even Advent Children. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, cool. And we got a more coherent story. Than Advent Children. That's a pretty coherent story. Advent Children, you're just like, what the fuck? The performances were great. Like, I mm-hmm. love seeing Nyx on screen. I love the yeah. interactions between him and Luna. And, like, when the king was there, too, I was like, wow, this is great. Like, where were these performances in the game? I don't know, dude, because, like, sometimes the lines wouldn't match up with the characters doing. And then you have to think, too, it's like, the people that are animating this are intrinsically Japanese. <laughs> So, yeah. like, their fucking motions and shit, like, they're crazy, and they're like, yeah, we need to go find the king, and they're fucking, like, waving around <laughs> like a wacky inflatable dude. I'm just like, god damn it, guys. <laughs> you know, it was kind of weird. 
so yeah, it, it enlightened us a little bit as to what Luna was doing, which is like, okay, she says nothing about which, it, nothing of Nick's. Who, which was not a question I had. <laughs> like, right? You know, like how about you answer the questions I do have <laughs> about this universe? Why? I mean, it, it gave me a little bit more about Arden, kind of. The fact that he orchestrated the whole uh, marriage pact for the ceasefire only for the Nilfheim to basically come into insomnia. Oh, the, 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 the Tim Burton's Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Johnny yeah, yeah. Depp. Gotcha. From the future. So it, it gave me a little more of his motivation and more of Ravis's motivation. Like, okay, he might be on this evil quest and have sided with the Empire. because no, it doesn't. Because his their mother died, so he's like on this fucking vengeance quest, and he wants the ring to fulfill his own purposes. Yeah, but it's like characters point out, like, dude, you do realize uh, Nilfheim killed your fucking parents, right? It's like, no, 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 it was, no, it was, it was Regis. Regis. It was Noctis himself. Noctis, little eleven year old Noctis, did it. <laughs> it was with like bare hands. Like, what? How belligerent do you have to be? Like, your sisters even say, like, dude, you. You, you were like, there. Like, you were go. older than me, yeah. and you saw what happened, and you're still rocking with the Empire? You're a fucking idiot. I want to put that out loud. Yeah. Ravis is a fucking idiot and a weak, <laughs> bullshit character. Oh, my God. Which I could say that about a lot of characters in that game. I'm sorry. Yeah. What the fuck is up with Cindy? I don't know. I don't really like her. I really uh, dislike people her. People love her. People love cosplaying as her. Uh, I don't really like it at all. I'm going to have to put up with that, because, like... Convention season starting, mm-hmm. everyone's gonna be cosplaying the worst nice. characters in this goddamn game. Hi, Prince, I got a mission for you. And I don't know if I can stop myself. <laughs> like, I know, I know my intention is to sell a shirt to you and just shut the fuck up and be on my way, but if somebody comes up dressed as a Cindy, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you suck. She wasn't one of my favorite female characters from the game mm. at all. She's so bad, dude. Um, Horrible fucking accent that nobody in this world has. But no, it's, it's only her. Only her. Not even Sid. Not even Sid has <laughs> yes. anything remotely Sid close. Where did you get this? Did you get this from working at various outposts? <clears throat> Is it an amalgamatory language that you've just constructed of your own? And like, dude, I'm totally about like, yeah, dude, you know, wherever the, whatever the fuck you want. But it's like, this is such a manufactured character by fucking Japanese dudes that have been modeling boys for the last 10 years. And mm-hmm. they're just like, dude, I just need something to masturbate. I need to take a number three in this office. Yeah. And so they created Cindy. <laughs> Oh, I'm doing work here. <laughs> well, that's not sound masturbation, but whatever. <laughs> if you're grinding rocks in your dick, that's sound masturbation. She doesn't give me a number three. There you go. God. <laughs> that's for you ASMR fans out there. <laughs> this episode's really getting away from us. So freeform. It just, it's crass. <laughs> Episode X. Episode X. Um, so where was I? Talk about more more fifteen. How do you? How, what are your so the the quests are like you talk about Witcher embarrassing and in terms of quests. Yeah, I am so <clears throat> detached from a lot of the quests, uh, save for like the main ones. And right? in terms of story and in terms of gameplay, yes. um, Witcher three embarrassing. I, I come across the same dude with the same broke ass car all over the fucking map in the same shirt. Like, oh, my car <laughs> broke down. Here's a repair quit. Side quest complete. What? <laughs> the dude is just like always like, oh man, I'm gonna starve to death here. I feel like I need to give him a fucking book that teaches him how to take care of his goddamn car. <laughs> just end the quest line forever. He's always there like, oh man, you saved me quite the walk. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, the gas station was like 20 feet dude. over there. I've been running everywhere, but yeah. mainly because I've been trying to get a trophy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that survival yeah. trophy, by the way. Jesus Christ, you literally have to run for like 20 hours. Straight. Yeah. Unless you want to go the lazy route and just fucking rubber band your controllers. But I won't do it. <laughs> you won't do it? I won't do it. You won't do it's it? It's lazy. I want to work it for it. Yeah. You want to work for it? I'm about like... 
Let me let me tell you. I'm you, halfway through level you eight you for survival. Don't feel any better either way. <laughs> I'm let you know. I feel like at some point I need to replace like Noctis's boots because I'm running over all different sorts of terrain. But yeah, the quests they're they're bogus. They're garbage. They're stupid fetch quests that I've already done in other games, and other mm -hmm. games have done better. Right. I said Fallout Four for as much as I like disliked about that game, it did quest way better. Mm -hmm. The sense of quest lines were so much better. You do these really cool things, <laughs> I use the word cool lightly, where you do quests within your party for like Prompto yeah. or Ignis or Gladiolus, and it's like, oh, we're going to wake up early, we're going to do this thing, and it's going to be great, you're going to strengthen your bond, and it's like, literally we're going to walk 500 feet and I'm going to give you an item and the quest is done. Like, <laughs> what? Well, this is one that Gladio has. Uh, it's so lazy. If you're out there by the Vesper pool... He'll always wake you up in the morning and be like, we're going to go catch the liege of the lake. Nice. And it's the worst. But it's like a 15-minute fish battle. <laughs> you go out there, you go fishing. And I, I don't have a problem with fishing. Some people are so mad about the fishing minigame. I'm just like, dude, this is exactly Ocarina of Time. I don't know what your problem with mm. it is. Uh, what, do, what do you want? Sega Marine fishing? That's the <laughs> pinnacle. You don't get the pinnacle. <laughs> okay. And I think a lot of my frustration with it was I was using the first rod and reel you get, and I hadn't gotten a better one. I was trying to tackle like <laughs> things like the Legion of the Lake, and I'm like, ah, oh, my fucking lines keep breaking. And then cool. I ended, then I ended up getting like the death spin and like yeah, the yeah, water, yeah. You buy those at the best pool. Yeah, I do want to mention so for all of its failings and all of its weird uh, idiosyncrasies, there, its dungeons are really good. Yeah, and that's the one thing. The most fun that I've had in that game are going through dungeons. So I had one dungeon that uh, it's like the Castle Keep Manor Bull. I don't know. Coastal it. Mark? Sure. Fuck the names. And you go into this dungeon and you can only go in at night. <clears throat> and it's pretty hard so far. The enemies are pretty difficult. And you, you keep on going down and then you get to the certain point where these, these kind of um, moving cubes... Like, they're a part of the environment, but they have, like, this earth real glow mm -hmm. from them. And you press them, and then you, like, get stuck in this tunnel system, essentially, where it's nothing but these cubes. Mm -hmm. And you have to, uh, you have several options. Like, you have to choose which cube to move forward. Okay. And you're trying to work your way to, like, uh, the middle of this cave of cubes. It's really weird, really cool, where it's, like, this medieval, but, like, futuristic technology mixed together. Mm-hmm. And every time you push a cube is a brand new, like, monster closet. Fucking monsters show up and start attacking you. And if you go the wrong way, you end up in this big room that has those, uh, those giant knights. The ones that, uh, the, what do you call The red giants? The iron giants and red giants. Okay. There's, like, and every time you, could, like, fuck up and get stuck in that room, there's, like, two more red giants. Oh, shit. It's fucking hard. And I got stuck in there, like, maybe twice. And I was Damn. like, oh, no. <laughs> but when you figure it out, it's so cool. Like, it's one of the coolest fucking things. I'm just like, why? Why is this, like, tucked away? Why is this something on the periphery of the game? Uh -huh. And this leads me to... Because that's, like, a... That's post-game kind po of... Yeah. Well, not that dungeon, actually. That's okay. not post-game. You can, you can take that in whenever you want. Okay. But there's another dungeon that is post-game. Completely post-game. Mm -hmm. It is Pitios Dungeon. Pitios Dungeon is one of the most interesting things I've seen in a video game in a long time. Like, it, it took me off guard, where I You're, would say... You said you hadn't been challenged like this since Dark Souls 3. I want to say that... So it's it's a dungeon that is completely uh, platforming. There's no fights that you go on in that dungeon. Mm -hmm. And your party leaves you behind. And the only way to get to this area is to beat the game, and then Cindy gives you a fucking flying regalia, your flying car. Mm -hmm. And by the way, 
everything about the car is horrible, even up to the flying. Because you can only <laughs> land on like open road. Okay. If you try to land anywhere else with your fucking your flying car that can fly anywhere, by the way, you will explode upon contact. <laughs> it's stupid as shit. I hate your arbitrary rules, Final Fantasy. So you have to find this weird landing strip that's like on an offshoot of the map. And I had to crash land, by the way, because, like, you, you come in too fast. You're coming in too hot. And I'm just like, Ugh! and, like, I died, like, three times trying to do it. But yeah. finally, I just ended up crashing against the, uh, like, this rock face. And everyone survived. Everyone was like, we're good? We're good. Okay. Because sometimes it would just be like, you're stuck there watching. And it's like, is everyone okay? And then it's like, game over. And I'm like, what? What did I do? <laughs> so you walk out. You're in this kind of, like, a lava face. It's near the lava dungeon, by the way. Oh, uh, the rock of yeah. Avatar? Yeah, yeah. And you fight these high-level fucking enemies, like horribly high-level. You get through that shit. You go to the dungeon. You start platforming a little bit to try to get to the entrance. And suddenly your, your, your crew leaves you behind. Prompto, Gladio, the one mother British motherfucker that I hate, they're all gone. And you have to walk in, and it is a labyrinth. It is moving platforms. It is precision jumping. Like, you have to be very precise with your jumps in that game. And as we both know, the platforming isn't, isn't even all that good in No, this it's game. not. So and the fact that they did a strict platforming strict dungeon? Strict platforming dungeon. That's bold. It felt like a PS2 game. Like, And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in terms of difficulty, where it's just like a PS2 game would come out of nowhere with its platforming level, and you're just like, shit. This is hard. You have to have precision aim. You have to be fucking doing everything right. The only kindnesses that it gives you is that you have these kind of checkpoints in the areas where if you enter like a new part of the dungeon and like fall, which you are going to fall, Mm -hmm. then you just kind of like restart at the beginning of it. You don't start at the total start of the dungeon, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that I saw in that dungeon, my dude, like I just kind of stumbled into it. I was like, hey, I'm just going to walk in and it's not going to be a big deal. You know, maybe I'll beat it like an hour or two. You started this at like what, four in the morning? Yeah, it was stupid. I started like four in the morning. I was like, ah, I'll give it an hour. And it took me like two days. It did. <laughs> well, not two days, but it took me till the next day to fucking do it. Like you left your console on all I day. had because I had to go to work and I was just like, dude, I can't save. I can't back out. Fuck. I had to put it on standby. And there are some parts of these dungeons where just the amount of clever design going in behind it, I was just like, I haven't seen this in a platforming game in years. It literally felt like the Dark Souls of platformers. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. That's loud as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh, I gotta turn this down um, like it literally was Dark Souls as a platformer mm-hmm. and you had to fucking get it right and then some of the things it did were so like just mind bending you get into this one part where you start you're in the complete dark by the way you can't see shit you just see what's before you mm-hmm. there's these um, weird kind of platforms and like protrusions from the wall that you start walking down and walking up like gravity starts it all stop becomes like super sense. inverted super inverted where you can walk up this you can walk down this and like you fucking get turned around and sometimes these these like uh these ledges and bridgeways start like moving too and you got to figure out how to keep on like keep your momentum without falling off it was disgusting it was like it was the most mind-bending shit there's one part where it becomes like a 2d platformer oh that's crazy like, the, the perspective, like, fucking pans out and becomes this horribly hard 2D platformer. You showed me, like, somebody doing a gameplay video of it yeah. that they had to split into two parts, and I almost got nauseous watching it. I was like, I, I can't see this right now. It was bad. <laughs> I couldn't imagine, like, playing that. And it gets worse and worse as you get to the ending, because when you get to the ending, you only have these very narrow, narrow walkways that you have to jump between, and you have to hit the right spot when you jump them, or you just fall to your death, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. It, 
it was disgusting. And I, and the funny thing is, when you get to the end of it, there's no grand fucking item. Like you get to something, uh, something called a black hood, and it allows you to, um, to dodge automatically. That's okay, it. I mean that's cool. I don't want to do that though. And I was like, I don't even want this because that kind of takes away the fun of the combat. I like doing parries and I like dodging mm-hmm. when I want to dodge. Yeah. It was. It wasn't about that though. Like it was the first time I already. And I'm thinking to myself, I already have the platinum for this game. I can put it down. I don't need to play yeah. anymore. I'm done. But I was but just still. like, I wanted to do this. It was a genuine challenge. Mm-hmm. It was a genuine fucking thing where I was just like, dude, I want to say that I got through Pitio's dungeon. <laughs> and I fucking did. You did. It was so disgusting. Like, you, you've done so many crazy things in that game. Like, your three-hour Adamantois fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's You true. got through this dungeon. Because I decided like... to take Adamantois when I was like 55. You should really do it when you're like 70. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about this game in Final Fantasy in, in general where like I, I'm playing it, a bunch of my friends are playing it. It's hearing the stories that people are telling me of what they've done and like mm-hmm. what's going on, things they've found that I haven't found. And hearing your crazy feats of fucking heroism where it's like, you did this. Like, what? In, in that game, with that kind of combat, like I think the combat is so immaculate. Where I, I, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I really do that's think great. it's really well done. That's what keeps us going back to Is it. that I love punching above my weight mm-hmm. in that game. Where fucking level seventy, what like enemy comes out, I'm just like, I'm gonna I take you this. down. I'm gonna take you down. Like I'm gonna do it. And it entices us in a way because like you don't die very often in that game, if at all. Like it's not oh, like no. an old school Final Fantasy where it's turn based, and you really have to think about your structure going into a fight or right. who you have in your party or what you have equipped. Like you can go at any sort of elemental, any level, and kind of approach it the same way. It's just how much fucking hutzpah you have and how badly you want to fell this enemy. Yeah, it, it, it's hard in different ways. Where yeah. it's hard in that it's like how long. Well, what's your endurance yeah, exactly. for this fight? Like, are you really going to take on these motherfuckers? Yeah. Like, I, I went into the one moving airbase last night. Uh, I forget what it's called, but, like, it was, like, a level 55 thing. And I'm around, like, level 46. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, I'll fuck with this. And you basically fight within the span of a night. So they throw, uh, like, wave after wave after wave, you like, enemy yeah, and mechs after you. It took me, like, 30 minutes. I was like, was so I was like when is this going to end? It doesn't end. <laughs> I stumbled into that when I was, like, a level 30, dude. Yeah. And it was bad. I kept on doing it though. I was like, fuck you, I'm it, gonna win. And it was fun. They give you different ways to like maneuver within the battle and they also give you like these docked like machine guns that you can use to basically like really take down the, the enemy's health, like the metal gears as you call them. <laughs> the metal gears that show up. There's like four of them show up too. And it's yeah. fucked. Oh, it's so fucked. My question is, it's like all the variants that we're looking for out of like the story and the and the mission structure are found in these dungeons. Yeah, and in the post game stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck, guys? Like, why the whole game could be like this yeah. and it's not? It's, it's like so that's where they put all their assets and like the dungeons and like the more intricate like boss fights. And I would say for every soaring high that that game gives you, there's two debilitating lows. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two things that are just like this is stupid. Why the fuck did they do this? Yeah. And then there's that one that's just like shit. This is really good. And you hate to admit it almost for as much as it does wrong. You're just like, ah, oh, man, I'm really enjoying this part. Like, you yeah. know, you realize, like, why am I still doing this? It's one of those games. I've never had a painfully bad time with it, like, at all. I enjoy it. Just like, like you said, despite all the lows, like, I'm going back to it. I love it. Yeah. I, I would call you wouldn't call it a great game. I think it's great. I wouldn't call it a great game on, um, on our on our scale. Like, nah, it's not a great game. <laughs> I think it's got it's a, a lot of game. it's got a lot of redeeming things about it. I think it's a really good game. But it really does. It's just all such of its a, flaws hurt so much. It's an inconsistent and in a lot of ways like dated experience. And it's, it's the just like most uneven game, most un- uneven game I've played in the series for sure. Yeah, for sure. But still, 
like every time I'm like, oh, there's a dungeon. I want to explore it. Every time like there's a new hunt, I'm like, I want to fucking fight that thing. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling like you, like after I get the platinum, I'm gonna want to keep playing because that's what Final Fantasy does for me. It's like I want to get every cool weapon I can get. Yeah, that's like my it's thing not too. just about the platinum. That's for my me. thing too. I still want to go through. I still want to get an ultimate weapon. Yeah. I still want to do. I just got a key that unlocks these secret doors within all the dungeons. Oh shit. And I was like, fuck, dude, I want to do the secret dungeons too. Mm-hmm. And I know they're like super high level, and I'm like sure i'll fucking do them i don't give a shit you know and it's like there's no point to it you know yeah. or at least in our in our uh, parameters of achievements and i'm just like i remember when games it didn't matter you know that's true you just do it to do it and this game kind of harkens back to that where nowadays like i haven't played Watch Dogs 2 since i got that platinum mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm done <laughs> you know but like i feel like that game was designed in such a way where it's like by the time you do get that platinum you are done with that game mm-hmm. you've done everything ubisoft games are like that mm-hmm. whereas Final Fantasy, on the other hand, is like, no, 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 no. Like, they put the pot in maybe, like, three-fourths of the way through the game. They like, really there's did. There's still more to do. And I like that. Because it, it harkens back to older games. Like, for me, like, uh, older Final Fantasies, or even, like, Kingdom Hearts, where it's like, you beat this story, but then, like, oh, they're higher-level boss fights, better right. weapons to find. I'm like, yes, I like that. And, like, you're still not even doing do. it for, like, social credit at that point. You're doing it just to say you did it. Say I did it and say I saw it. Yeah. There's so much more content in this game that's hidden. And I was so impressed by some of the end game stuff where I'm just, like, so what else is hidden in this mm-hmm. game, you know? I can't wait to go back to those dungeons. That, that, that's one thing I want to say. I'm like, fuck, I want to see what's in those dungeons or the uber dungeons, I should say. Yeah. The dungeons hidden in the dungeons. I'm jealous because I've only really gotten to the light versions of the dungeons where it's like, okay, I got to the cool like forest meadow one. I got to the Rock of Ravita, which was, they, was they're cool. Like they're great sights to see, but like I want that platforming <laughs> grueling experience or like I want to go to fucking Castlemark Tower and fight my way through every floor, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel that. So... Good. We'll we'll come back. I think next week. Once I think I, so. Once I have it done, and we'll give it a full review. I think we, so. we need to do it structured for sure. Bullet point it. Bullet uh, point. Bullet point. The only other thing I've been playing this week uh, is Overwatch because they did the uh, holiday event. And yeah, I played uh, some yesterday. I it's... I got my ranking up by the way. Nice. Fucking. I'm After at... swearing the game off like two weeks ago. I'm at twenty one eleven when it ranked me at nineteen twenty three. That just shows that you're better than the placement system, bro. Don't worry about it. <sighs> so mad about it though you you, I, you have a will to overcome you'll do it it's so bullshit though i know but I'm, yeah yeah I, i've had some good matches that's i don't know it's cool i like the event for the most part i'm kind of let down by some of the skins but they're not that cool they're not that cool i feel like the halloween ones are a <laughs> bit more enticing for me like i like the may one i like the zenyatta one and i like the winston one a lot oh and the tracer one i like her as a little elf it's cute but like outside mm. of that like mm, i'm not really too enticed yeah um the, the map redesigns are cool. There's like a... King's Row, right? King's Row and Hanamura. Yeah, I didn't see Hanamura yet. It's cool. I didn't see what they did to it's it. It's a little more subtle in its design. Um, whereas like mm. King's Row, like you're pushing the sleigh with presents on it. And it's like very blatantly like hand-fisted holiday. Mm-hmm. But no, Hanamura is a little subtle. And I like it. It's, it's been fun. Um, the brawl is... It's frustrating. Like the 6v6 May brawl where it's like a snowball fight. Oh. Yeah, where you get one shot, and it's like one shot, one kill, essentially. Oh. And you basically reload by, like, you have her basic skill set, but her freeze gun is replaced by, like, a snowball gun. And you basically reload by finding snow piles. There's special piles. You reload, and it'll, it gives you one shot at a time. And you basically, you shoot, say your accuracy sucks. Like, my accuracy is not always that great. I miss, damn. That gives somebody else the opportunity to just fucking one-shot me, and I'm down. And your ultimate is essentially, you get unlimited um, snowballs, which is nice. So you're fucking raining terror with snow. But 
it's I, cool. I don't love it. I don't love it as much as Junkenstein's Revenge. Right. I think that was such a cool <clears throat> PVE thing. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, wish they had done something like that. I'm waiting for when they do make more PVE stuff, mm-hmm. and I think the important thing for them to realize is that don't make it just an event. Like, when you create that PVE content, like, leave it in the game. Yeah, think of longevity. Don't fucking throw it away, you yeah. know? I think that's... I, I don't know why that was a decision uh, that they made for... Uh, I understand it's got, a, like, a Halloween theme, but it was still so cool. That it yeah. Was like, why don't you just keep this? Yeah, that was cool. But that was also before they restructured the entire arcade aspect of the game. That's true. Uh, That's true. And the loot box system. Like, I think they did it smart this time where it's like, okay, they wanted to give people as many opportunities to get, like, loot boxes as they could. So you get one for just participating in the event, and then you get one for, like, arcade wins as well, which is pretty nice, on top of your leveling. So they gave them a lot of opportunities. I felt like that would have been better last season. But... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool. I'll keep going back to it. I still get dupes up the ass. Oh, yeah. And, like, the things that I don't want, like, tons of sprays that I don't care for or icons. But I gotta say, some of the sprays are really cute. Like, they have, like, reimaginings for every character as, like, little uh, Christmas tree ornaments. And they have Christmas trees in, like, Kings Row in particular in, like, the spawn room where you could decorate the tree. It's, oh, that's cool. It's, like, a fun little thing. You can decorate the tree? Yeah. How do you decorate the tree? With the spray. So, like, they're a little icons of the players like so it's like diva is like a little ornament or like mercy is like but the it, angel does it atop turn the tree to like a 3d ornament no no it's just like a little spray that you can spray onto the tree oh, i'm spraying I, the tree yeah so weak it's, it's neat i don't know weak <laughs> try harder blizzard <laughs> try harder so i'm playing a lot of that and then i actually i'm gonna pick up the last guardian today or tomorrow really so i'm gonna get into that in okay. between all this nonsense okay so maybe we get we get that in before our, uh next week we're gonna do our uh well, next week's going to be the Final top Fantasy re- review, and then the, I think the last episode of the month is going to be our... Top five? Top five. Well, next week's not going to be an entire episode about Final Fantasy. Huh? We're going to have a separate episode of Final Fantasy. No, okay. That's not, like, number 13. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. We're going to give it its due. We're going to give it its just desserts, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I'm hungry for it. <laughs> uh, what else? What about, what about you, man? I, oh, I, I beat Batman. You did? I beat the Telltale Batman. After hearing so much about it and shitting on it initially, where you're like, I don't want to fucking pay for that game as it comes out. Oh, I didn't shit on it in that way. I shit on the episodic... Uh, release. Like, release. I don't yeah. like that. I don't... First of all, their games are bite-sized. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, you literally get an hour and a half, maybe two hours out of each episode. And that's the fuck it. And then I'm supposed to wait, like, a month or two months before episode? Like, no, 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 no. You're not going to do that. It's because they're still developing and making the game along the way. I understand what they're doing. I I totally understand. I don't want to be a part of that process. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to do episodes with them. I hate that because I forget what the fuck happened between That's true. episodes. I don't and care you lose, you lose steam and sense of climax. Yeah, you really do. I don't I don't like that. So when it, um, <clears throat> I got when episode five came out because I was like, why the fuck not? I know PSN had a sale where it was like 17 instead of 25. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I've been hearing good things about it. And um, just off of the narrative alone, like it's a cool take on Batman. It's not any sort of Batman we already know. Mm-hmm. It's got components of that Batman. It's Think of it as a um, kind of like an Earth-1 Batman deal. Okay. Or like it's like a reboot or, you know, the ultimate edition of Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's early day Batman. He hasn't met a lot of his rogues gallery yet. Like he hasn't even met the Joker hmm. in the story yet. You do meet the Joker, but you know, spoiler, whatever. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, <clears throat> it's bound to happen. And it remakes the characters in certain ways. Like uh, the penguins in the story. 
And the penguin is like this skinny, cocky son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Cockney son of a bitch, I should say. Uh, and he was a friend of Bruce Wayne when they were growing up. And there's mm-hmm. been a bunch of stories where at least one or two of the villains have been like a best friend of Bruce Wayne. Like uh, like Hush. Hush was like a his friend. But mm-hmm. they do it for Penguin this time. Okay. And it kind of makes sense because they, they were both Gotham families that came from wealth. You know, wealth yeah. And well, both families were torn apart. <clears throat> and he, you slowly start to see like how he becomes a bad guy. It's it's very it's not as nuanced as you want it to be, but at least it's not as over the top and trite as the TV show Gotham did with mm-hmm. Penguin. I don't know if you ever seen it. No, it's horrible. I, I keep wanting to watch it. And you're like, don't watch it. It's like, fucking horrible. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. It's a, it's one of the worst comic book shows on TV. Like, I don't understand how people are supporting that show at all. <laughs> people love it because I watch it. I'm just like, dude, this is so pulpy and so. Like it's so TV, mm. it's so fucking primetime TV that it 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 it's just like choking my throat, <laughs> choking my throat. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's a different interpretation of Batman in that he is a more talkative Batman, mm-hmm. and a lot of the game takes place as Bruce Wayne rather than as Batman, which is not my Batman. I say like that's not my president. Like it's 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 not my Batman. My Batman is Batman. Mm-hmm. Like his his face is Bruce. And this game, it gives you opportunities to kind of, like, forge what you think of that. Like, mm-hmm. are you more Bruce Wayne or are you more Batman? Okay. And, you know, you even have choices between, like, all right, I, I need to go handle the situation. I need to go punk a bitch. But do I show up as Bruce Wayne where I can use my clout and my wealth and my, you know, popularity hmm. to settle this situation? Or do I show up as Batman have a stealth approach to it and kind of strike fear and intimidate the, the shit out of them. Essentially. That's and, interesting. And you get a few choices like that that are pretty interesting, you know, where you get to decide that. But at the same time, like, even though it's like, you know, you choose what he says or what he doesn't say, it's still very much like he's a more optimistic Batman. He is less of the, I would say, obsessive compulsive, you know, because that's my Batman. My Batman literally is obsessed with what he does and mm-hmm. he's only comfortable wearing that mask i think the closest that we've gotten to that is the animated series batman mm-hmm. and more to the point uh in the in the latter day uh cartoons both justice league and batman beyond pinpoint who the fuck that batman is mm. even better than animated series did i should say because you when you see him on the periphery and get little spurts of that batman you know like that's what he's about People don't like him. People don't like being in the same room as him. Yeah, he's, makes people uncomfortable. He's completely quiet, but he's the smartest dude in the room. If he wanted to, he could take down every single member of the Justice League. Hmm. That is my Batman. Okay? That's not quite this. Okay. You know? They have some detective component to it, but again, it's not like you're the most brilliant fucking guy. In fact, it shows a Batman that's completely reliant on his gadgets and technology to kind of solve things mm-hmm. and this kind of support system of uh, Lucius Fox and Alfred. Okay. And sometimes he uses like, you know, Gordon as well, like to kind of get shit done. And I'm just like, oh, kind of, that kind of harkens to like the Dark Knight trilogies. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah more more so than anything. Because like, again, my Batman, completely self-reliant. Yeah. People go to him for help. He doesn't go to many others for help. Okay. You know, that, that's, so that's my interpretation of what Batman is. Uh, but I, I like what the game did. You know, when you can kind of get past that of like, this is what I think he should be, mm-hmm. then you, you kind of enjoy the experience where it's like, right. okay, well, no, I'm in his shoes right now. Well, what would I do as Batman? Well, what's going on, you know? Um, and it does some creative things, like especially with Catwoman and like I said, Penguin and Two-Face and all that. that it's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I've been having technical difficulties up the ass. <laughs> 
Uh, there is one part. <laughs> you uploaded this image. It was fucking I did. brilliantly disturbing. I had a whole video for it, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Where <laughs> the graphics didn't load for one of the inmates in Arkham Asylum. So all you see is a floating pair of eyeballs and teeth just going at it. And everyone just reacting like it's a normal fucking thing. Like, oh, that's fucking Invisible Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this is a fucking waking nightmare. Yeah, and you see him, like, attacking people. And, like, you, like, tase him in the throat. <laughs> it's the silliest fucking thing. If you could find it. And I'm just like, what, what, what? What happened here, Telltale? What like did you just boot this one out the door and you're like, fuck, we gotta make Walking Dead? <laughs> like what yeah, what right. happened to you? We guys? need to fund Walking Dead 3. I don't know, man. Maybe they're cranking them out too fast. And that's their whole business model. I think so. They crank them out fast and hard. <laughs> you know, like you you hear an announcement and it's like, fuck, did this come out already? You know? Like that's mm. how I felt about Batman. They're like, oh, we're doing a Batman. Oh, shit, that must be coming down the way. And then suddenly, two months later, the first episode is available. Because it's not even like they do like what Activision does with like Call of Duty, where it's like one a year. It's like, no, they do multiple games a year. They really do. Like Game of Thrones, Borderlands, and Batman all kind of came out this year in some effect. Whether they were finishing them up or putting out episodes. Yeah, there's still episodes coming out. Um, yeah, I thought Borderlands ended last year, though, didn't it? Did it? Oh, you're right, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I played it this year. I played both those games this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same so. Um No, yeah, but they just, they kick him right out the door. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I'm like, maybe you should slow down. But yeah, you get to the whole experience, and yeah, there's something about Batman that's just like, this was cool, this was neat. It didn't have that big of an impact. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it didn't feel complete. It felt like, all right, what's season two, you mm-hmm. know? Whereas Telltale, uh, or I'm sorry to say, uh, Tales from the Borderlands was just kind of like, this could really be one thing. It's mm. a very complete product. Oh, yeah. Like, it has, and it has this emotional resonance that I'm just like, I'm so surprised by. I think because, like, that game in specific, it gets you, it hooks you with its humor. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where it's, like, making fun of what a Telltale game is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he'll remember that and shit like that. Playing with these fucking jokes mm-hmm. that we've known to come out as a Telltale game. And then suddenly it surprises you in the worst way where it's just like, by the way, here's a serious fucking story underneath the surface. Yeah. And you're like, oh. That game took me on an emotional ride. Right. You know, you're just I, like, wow. I laughed, I cried. But then again, it, it kind of takes the same beats from the Borderlands too. Where it's like, dude, yeah, it's all everything's goofy and funny and claptrap, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's like, oh, by the way, we, can't, we killed the main character. And you're like... Are you allowed to do that? Yeah. Is this game allowed to do that kind of fucking thing? Can you kill like that beloved of a character? And it right. makes you wonder, is that going to carry on into like Borderlands 3 if we ever get Borderlands 3? Like, I'm just like, this is serious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it surprises you in some yeah. ways. And I, I'm glad that the series kind of took that to the next degree where you're just like, wow, it's really doing this. And then Batman doesn't. <laughs> you know, Batman doesn't really have that emotional pull to it. It's just kind of like, this is fun. This is cool. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about like for such a talkative Batman for... You know what they're doing? I'm just like, this would make more sense for like Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man okay. would make a much better Telltale game. Mm-hmm. You know, swinging through the city in New York and shit. And he's always fucking making quips, and you can decide what quips he makes or mm-hmm. how, like, how you define what your Spider-Man does. I was like, that makes more sense for than Batman, because Batman is predominantly a mute, yeah. <laughs> like a silent force. You know. And I'm like, but like you have these fights where he's like, you'll never get away with this, Harvey. And I'm just like, dude, what? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. When, when did we go back to Adam West? Exactly. What happened? It's good. I mm-hmm. can't not recommend it. Okay. That was pretty good. Uh, you know, especially if you can look pa- past the fact that it's exactly the telltale formula. There is no deviance. 
Which some a lot of people can look past that. Apparently. I'm just tired of it. I know. I can't look past it. Me too. I'm kind of like, dude, come on. Like, I get it. You do good stories. Cool. Awesome. That's your thing. Make better gameplay. I mean, they gave me stories that I will talk about. Like, I, to this day, I'm still talking about The Walking Dead and Tills and Game of Thrones. Like, those games, like, they they left an imprint on me in one way or another. It's just they were such a slog to get through. It's true. That's how I feel sometimes when playing Telltale. I'm just like, all right, can we move through this chapter? It's a chore. It really is. I'm just like, oh, you you gave me uh, control of Bruce Wayne now. Now i got to look around the environment for a little while. Like, I don't feel like I'm solving any fucking clues. It has this link system in it Mm -hmm. where you look at every piece of evidence in the environment, and then you have to match the two clues that seem most uh, related. Okay. And I'm just like, that's... That's the most involving thing they've ever done. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, that's okay, but I don't feel like I'm figuring out the crime. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm literally just pushing forward your stupid canned animations. (laughs) You know? I'm literally just working through the same thing that everyone else is working through. Like, I'm Mm. not figuring something out. And one cool thing would have been where it's like, if I didn't see something in the environment, that changes the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have that evidence to back up anymore. This game is not good at being the great detective. Like, it's not. Because mm. it, it, they're so focused on, like, moving the story forward and fucking throwing different components. Because the story's going to happen either way. Exactly. Which is, it's a shame because, like, in Heavy Rain, you have detective instances, or in uh, Life is Strange, you have moments where you have to basically solve the mystery of, like, who, like, drugged one of the main characters. Life is Strange does that, where if you didn't see something, if you didn't figure something out, you're not going to be able to use that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to, like, oh, by the way, I fucking found your surveillance system. And, like, no, you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. So you can't say it. And it puts you at a disadvantage. Exactly. You're it's still so gonna smart. Get, you're still going to get one of two endings, more or less, but it shapes the experience along the way and what happens to a lot of the characters, whereas, like, I don't feel like Telltale does that. I know, it's so smart. So. But fuck. There you go. Telltale. You need to shape your shit up. I've been saying it for a while. Yeah. Shape your shit up. And by the way, technical fucking mess. Like, that's not okay. I'm sorry. Like, the shit that I saw was so bad. The framework was so fucking bad. Mm -hmm. You need to stop. Like, I wouldn't consider them a AAA publisher at this point, but, like, they're a big publisher. They are. Like, so they need to... They got to clean up their act. And they get all the deals. They're gathering licenses like they're a fucking shirt vendor. Yeah. What the fuck, man? (laughs) Like, goddamn. But... Here, here they go. This buggy fucking game. I don't get that. Yeah. I do not get that. But uh, what else is going on? That's really it, man. It's really it, really. Yeah. We're really at the end. I, we're here because we could talk about Final Fantasy more, but like we're gonna do it next week. No, no, no. no. Yeah, I don't. And wanna... there's so much more I want to say about like the characters. And granted that you beat the fucking game, if you stop having all these plans this weekend. Oh god damn it. <laughs> you you have to beat. Not will... even like hundred percent the game. Just beat, just beat the, the story. story. Yeah. You beat the story. You're right there, too. I am. Because, I like, it took me 40 hours to get to Chapter 8, but I know the last few chapters are going to go like that. Bro, don't. Because it's, so, it's so linear. It's just going to... Don't let this be too much, man. No, this is... Because I... I've, since Overwatch has come out, I've had trouble coming back to games with <laughs> a sort of fervor. No matter what I'm doing, where I'm at, if I'm playing Overwatch and I'm having the time of my life, I am thinking about Final Fantasy wherever I am. Like, I'm always thinking about going back to it and playing it and being back in that world because there's... There's such a charm to it, and I have so much fun with it. Yeah, there's something about it. Yeah, you know, I mean, we talked about it before. It's like what these certain types of games. It's it seems like such a like a reboot in mm-hmm. terms of mechanics and gameplay. But it's like what makes it intrinsically Final Fantasy, and I'm still finding that oddly mm-hmm. enough. Where I'm still like, this still feels like Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I, I you know whether it be the 
fucking great music mm-hmm. in the game. That's phenomenal. Really good. One of the best soundtracks in Final Fantasy game I've heard in a while. Like, the original soundtrack for 15 blows so many of the other ones away. Like, when you're just running around the open world, you're like, wow. And you even get that chance to compare because you, like... You, you have the in-game you soundtracks. Buy yeah, the older soundtracks in the game. And I'm just, like, listening to, like, 15 tracks and listening to 13. I'm like, 13 sucks. And then, like, oh, yeah. listening to fucking, like, 8 and 9. I'm like, oh, these are really good. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? 15 kind of goes back to that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's going on here? And I was a little nervous, too, because, like, the opening sequence, you're pushing the car to, like, uh, Florence and the Machine cover Florence of Stand the by Scene, uh, Stand By Me, and it was it was brilliant, but I, I wondered, I was like, is this going to be what happened? Are they going to Leona Lewis it again, like they did with 13? But no, they didn't. They have a, a brilliant orchestra. Like, listening to it, it's just like, I, I stop, and I'm like, I don't want to, like, chance getting into a battle, because I want to hear how the song plays out. <laughs> I feel like it's more of this... Um nostalgia callback in that game rather than it being like an organic kind of like okay. callback to what Final Fantasy is. It feels like the Jurassic World of Final Fantasies. Okay. Where it's just kind of like the moments that it does hit you, you're just like, ha yeah. You know, like whether it be Prompto fucking singing the battle theme. Mm-hmm. Like he literally goes like, da 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 You're like, ha yeah. that's awesome. You or know? even coming across like Biggs and Wedge like you do in every game. Right. Like those little things you're like, ah, they do show up, by the way. They do, yeah. And I was just like, that's cool. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, I think they cool. work for the Empire and you can buy stuff from them. You know, but it really does feel like this kind of removed nostalgic thing rather than organic. But it just might be where it's like, dude, yeah, it's been 15 years since like nine in that mm. era. Mm. You know, where that, that, that was the closest era in my heart for Final Fantasy. Yeah. And for a lot of people. A lot of people discovered those games then, you know? Yeah. Then not, not, I wouldn't say everybody came in during the Super Nintendo years, but I know that was a, a golden era for them as well. Of course. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see a callback to that. I, one thing that I want to point out is that when it comes to 16, I do think they're going to keep a, a, a lot from this game. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, like, oh, let's go with the realism, let's go with it. I mean to say I think they might try to build on the idea of an open-world action RPG again. Mm-hmm. And Just I think do it that's a little smart. more better. And I don't think that's the problem with this game. In fact, that's one of the best components of this game, mm-hmm. that they went open draw. I, I think that they need to go back to what a story with resonance is, mm-hmm. and maybe even go back to an older style. Go back to the uh, medieval slash steampunk style. Make it more fantasy. Make it more fantasy. You know, even maybe even go with chibi-looking characters. Mm-hmm. You know, very a very deliberate art style. But give us this newer style of gameplay. Okay. And I, I can think, vibe on that. I think they might hit a real masterstroke with that, where people from all sides of the spectrum are coming back going like this is the final fantasy mm-hmm. you know i think that's what 16 might be for sure hopefully hopefully or if it comes out on the psi which it's probably going to happen it's probably going to have like a huge online component to it where it's like always plugged in the server yeah are we playing. going back to uh, an mmo with 16 i'd be so mad i'd be like come on guys stop it i mean we see how 14 did and didn't work at times to where they basically had to nuke the original 14 component and make yep. it a new world. They made it a Realm Reborn, where they even in-game <laughs> talk about how that old world was destroyed. Like, yep. what? <laughs> so. It's so weird. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about it more next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll get into that next week. Uh, we'll wrap up this week. I know you got to go to work and do some more human shit. Yeah, i got to do a number three before we'll I go to. Take a number three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to see Rogue One today, bro. Sick. I'm going to see it this weekend. Good. You hear nothing but great things about it. I would have waited for you, but I can't fucking schedule anything with you. Yeah. These days. Yeah, we're just busy guys. Yeah. You're all busy tomorrow. I think tomorrow might be a bad day because everyone's off. That's true. Let's go see it. And I'm yeah. not off. I got I that. I'll probably day. go like Sunday or Monday. Okay. Which would be good. I like that. Nice. I like it. I'll tell you how good it is. I'm sure. I'm hearing good things. Oh, yeah. I want to 
We're hearing great things from everybody. Right. Yeah. I think I might vibe with this more than Force Awakens in some ways. Okay. I wanted this kind of offshoot story, you know? I wanted a, like a little grimier Star Wars story mm-hmm. that isn't about fucking Force and Hope and Han and yeah. shit, you know? In fact, I, I'm so glad we don't have to see Han anymore. I don't want to see any of the old characters anymore. No. I don't give a shit. Give me new faces. Yeah, give me new faces, but don't give me your bullshit Republic commando I, crap. I think seven was important for some of those notes to have them in there, but like, okay, eight and nine, please move these new characters along. Yeah. Move Ray along. Move uh, Finn along. You know, get, yeah, even build even them. Kylo Ren. Like, just yeah. give me something new with them, and like, you know. I hope there isn't that much of uh, they use Luke as a crutch in, in the next one. Yeah. Like, I know he's going to be the Yoda of the movie. Yeah, hopefully it's of not course. like a side-by-side comparison of, like, Empire Strikes Back. <sighs> we'll see. Yeah. That's why we get these spin-offs. Exactly. Have fun in other ways. So, I have been Kevin. Who and I. Uh, I guess I'm Daniel. I don't okay. know. I, I, what did I say I was? Artemis? Artemis. I'm I've been Artemis. Artemis. <laughs> Were you trying to call back to Artemis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this has been The Save Room, episode 12. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends. I know it's uh, negligible to recommend us, but please do it anyway. We like you. Yeah. And uh, we're going to come back next week with apparently two episodes. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully two episodes. Good deal. If not, like we'll have an episode next week and then one right around. Sick. Actually, right. no, next week is Christmas, right? Yes. So we'd have to do them next week. Yeah. Holy Rick. Holy. I don't even know if I'm going anywhere for Christmas. Okay. Because I can't afford like another rental car. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I'm trying. They're, they're expensive. This, I have to stretch this paycheck out for like presents and shit, dude. Oh, shit. What do you want for Christmas? I don't know. I really don't. Because like I've bought myself every game that's come out that I really I wanted. You really have. I can't buy you anything game. I mean, you could. There's still games that I want. What game do you want? We gotta talk about this now. Like yeah, beers. right now. Not what not game here. do I want? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be games that you'd be ashamed to buy. No I doubt. Still, I still want to check out Battleborn and No Man's Sky. Are you fucking kidding me? I uh, yeah. You're not okay, getting anything. Okay. okay, so two games that you can actually consider for me. Um, Go ahead. Dishonored 2 yeah. and Titanfall 2. Oh. I really do want to play Dishonored a lot. You just borrow my Titanfall 2. Why do you need to own it? Boom. Dishonored 2 it is. <laughs> <laughs> we made a decision right here. Fuck. Just fucked myself there. Anyway, this has been The Save Room. Thanks for listening. And remember, kids, to save your game.